Good evening, good morning, good day, good afternoon. How's it going, everyone? Hey, you're listening to Clemente's Corner. This is episode 90, 90 of the podcast. This is going far, guys. I didn't think I'd make it here, but here we are. Here we are today, you know, uh, having a good time. I had on a good friend, Gabe Casper, a local comedian, funny guy, movie expert. We talked a lot about movies, and uh, it was a good time. Talked a lot of... It was mostly movies, yeah. A lot of weird stuff going on, but it was fun, guys. And you should definitely check out his podcast, Ghost of Tex. Everywhere you can find podcasts. He does a lot of movie reviews. Does a lot of solo podcasts. He's had me on there before, and we talked uh, No Country for Old Men and a bunch of weird, obscure porno movies as well. And he's going to have me back on for South Park, which will be fun. We'll just talk about the show and everything. As always, thank you for listening, guys. Um... I wasn't able to upload my other podcast today. Heard that with uh, Zane Martinez. Got another job today. I'm um, working a bar back, so that's pretty cool. I got like three jobs now. Just trying to find stuff that I enjoy and stop doing things that I don't enjoy. You know? Like, you might as well find a job you like since you got to do it 40 hours a week. You know what I mean? Know what I'm saying? So, it's kind of where I'm at right now. Also, I've got some upcoming comedy shows. Really, I want my main job to be comedy, but it doesn't pay right now because I'm in Amarillo, Texas, and I just started. But eventually, you know, we'll get there. We'll get there for sure. Anyway, got some shows coming up Thursday at Zombies Bar, opening up for Joey Johnson and uh, two other comics. They're all guys from Dallas. We're doing uh, an hour of comedy and then followed by a live podcast. hope that's still going down. I don't know. He's got to bring his speaker through or his... What's that stuff called? His mic and speakers and stuff. I don't have I don't have the proper ingredients to put that together. So hopefully they bring some more mics so we can get that going. And then Saturday, Rainy Lawrence, the very funny comic out of Lubbock, Texas, will be performing at Off the Hook. Y'all gotta go check that out. It's gonna be awesome. Real classy place. We're gonna blow it up, hopefully. I'm excited for that. And uh Cactus Bar on the 29th. Also on Amarillo. Little uh little dive bar. We had a great time the first time. So excited to do that again. We've got six car in August. Somewhere else in August. I don't know. We're getting a lot of new venues, so it's going to be fun. It's going to be exciting. And uh, just thank you for the support. Thank you for listening. Thank you for going to any shows that you've been to. I appreciate you guys. Um, heard there was a hurricane in New Orleans or Louisiana. I don't know. Tropical storm bear. I haven't been watching the news, man. I don't know what's going on in the world. Uh, Cardi B probably did something. Trying to watch Stranger Things Hasn't worked out yet um, Still trying to be a personal trainer Also hasn't worked out yet I haven't studied in a while I'll get to it though You know when I get less busy If that ever happens really Trying to focus on comedy And focus on this podcast Oh man But the new job's cool man I've always wanted to try bartending So I'm going to try that out See how it goes See how I like it So far it's a good time It's a good time I'm also doing trivia Every Wednesday at Fast Eddie's, so if, you know, you're going to see me around, whether you want to or not. You're going to see me at a mic on accident, or you're going to see me at Fast Eddie's on accident, or you're going to see me at Drunken Oyster on accident. I just, I'm everywhere, guys. You're going to see me everywhere, because I do everything now. Eventually, you're going to see me as a personal trainer. I don't know where yet, but you'll see me there. Don't worry. I'm always watching you, Wazowski. Okay, that's enough of the intro. Anyway, this song... Is brought to you by Smooth Taste. Shout out to those guys 
on the road with Lake Dads and Jay Hare and the Mockingbirds. This song is called Coco Shea Butter. Look them up. I keep need to stop inhaling into the mic. I did that last time for the intro. I kept going, <laughs> and it's just too much, you know? I don't know why I'm talking like that. I did it again. Stop inhaling. Okay. Anyway, this is off the album called Stories. It's the, num- it's the number one track. It's called Coco Shea Butter. Please look these guys up. They're awesome. They're going to be famous one day, and they're all out of Amarillo. They're going to put Amarillo on the map more so than it is if it, I don't know, is it on the map? It's on the map, but it's going to be more on the map. It's going to have a bigger font because of these guys. So please enjoy this, and please enjoy the podcast. Thank you for listening. Also, shout out to Spifely Spicy Salsa. Spifely Spicy Salsa. Crafted here in Amarillo. Bottled here in Amarillo. Local comedian. Local funny guy. Colin Robinson bottles that shit. Look up his Instagram at uh, Spifely Spicy. Delicious flavors. I got like 10 of them in my fridge right now. All kinds of flavors that go on everything. It's a good time. Check it out. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Hope you enjoy this song. And I just uh, thank you for the support. Keep supporting. I love you. Podcast. Uh, I think I, say? I think I edited it out. Though, ed, ed, edited it. Ed, 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 <laughs> I edited out faggots. Really? The, of my podcast. Yeah. Are you no. serious? No. Is there <laughs> a way to say, do that? Th- I was say, there's <laughs> no way. There's no way. It's like my my recording device just recognizes that word. It's <laughs> <laughs> probably how it works. How do they edit live TV? You're a director, you know, right? That other dog, yeah. Well, the live TV has a delay on it. It has like a maybe ten to fifteen second delay when it for the TV audience, so that's why. Really? It, yeah, that's why it can bleep, or that's why if somebody's like on live, like like on a late night show and they curse, then they can just cut the feed, or they can uh, they can either do that, or they can just like they don't really bleep as much anymore on live TV when that happens. They just kind of uh, just cut out the audio. They say cheese and rice. Cheese and rice. They do the they do the whole <laughs> re uh, the reuse of awful corny. Uh, Weird non-curse words yes, on the fly. She's like, I'm sick of this horse dookie, man. I didn't know live TV was 15 seconds delayed. That's crazy. I mean, I don't I don't think that's like the exact number. It changes everything. So when the ball drops on New Year's, I actually dropped 15 seconds ago. 
But I don't know about that. I'm saying for something no, like you said so it. I'm just saying like if you go like something on this like is Jimmy Kimmel Live. This is your belief. This is my game theory. <laughs> so they bleep it. See, I honestly don't see how they bleep it. How do they know you're about to curse? Well, <laughs> I think they just they, they got a guy that's really quick on yeah, the button they, that's just so. waiting there. His whole job <laughs> is to wait to see the guy just make the He's like, he's gonna say it, he's gonna say it. Oh shit, he said father. <laughs> shit, he said father. <laughs> Our demographics are gonna think we hate fathers. Yes. Oh man, that's funny. F them Fs. Anyway. Didn't they bleep the words Donald Trump on Comedy Central for a while? Did they? I yeah, I think so. I was watching Broad City at one point, and then somebody said Trump, and they bleeped it, and I was like, are you fucking kidding me? That's hilarious. I'm sure they would. I sense. think it's funny. I think the funniest thing about that is just thinking about that that dude's reaction to it. Just thinking of I heard I was walking around <laughs> and I heard Comedy Central was censoring my name. And I was like, All right, good work ethic, I think. Didn't they had like a Donald Trump show for a little bit? They still have one. Oh. Well nice. not Comedy Central, uh Showtime does. It's like called our cartoon president. Oh. I bet it sucks. I don't know. I don't. I don't pay attention to this shit anymore, man. It's boring. Yeah, he's not even fun to talk about. Let's talk about him though. Uh, Let's talk about him though. His thing with his daughter's weird. What about it? How he wants that to he... fuck her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely weird. A little bit weird. Just a little bit though. I feel like we're just trying to sugarcoat it because we're also in the same mindset. It's just like, well, it's not that bad, guys. Let's let's just really let's just take it down for a second here. I mean, we all know creepy dads. <laughs> he's just one of them. Him and Joe Biden. They if anything, it makes him more lovable. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he takes planes to islands with little kids, possibly. I yeah. Don't I don't, I don't know. know what to believe. I could see people doing that, making that ultimatum. It's like, well, do you want him or do you want Bill Cosby? <laughs> and he was America's dad. Those are two options. <laughs> <laughs> Once we get Cosby out of prison, he's going to run. Oh, boy. Oh, man. I'm just, I'm obsessed with OJ's Twitter. Are you? I am obsessed with OJ. It's pretty exciting. It is. Yeah. I mean, I I definitely think like on one hand, it's like it's not good to like give the guy attention. I think it's great to give him attention. <laughs> but then on the other end, it's like I can't. It's like watching a train wreck. I can't help but watch. And it's not like he's doing like a bad job of coming back with a social media account. I just think that there's somebody like him cannot bounce back in that way i just feel like he's not addressing the obvious thing that everyone wants to know about oh yeah he's like i want to talk about fantasy football it's like no you don't we want to know how you stabbed your wife dude (laughs) i was gonna make a like a like a little mini skit for my instagram i might still do it but i was gonna do an impression of oj and be like this is every video on his twitter where i was gonna be like hey guys what is what does he say well hello twitter world it's yours truly uh (laughs) I've been gone for a while for, uh, we don't need to talk about that. Uh, let's talk about the Democratic National Debate. I don't know any of these uh, candidates because I haven't been around for a while. But uh, let's talk about all the cancer kids. Uh, I, I was wondering why his Twitter wasn't verified. Do you think they'll ever verify him for being a, for being a murderer? You know? Yeah, I think they'll verify him, but instead of the check mark, it's like a bloody knife. <laughs> it's bloody just knife a glove. Emoji. It's the glove emoji. Bring back the bad emojis. <laughs> Bring back the gun. It's not as fun with a squirt gun. <laughs> it's not as threat. You can't threaten someone with a squirt gun emoji. Yeah, I know that. It makes it really tough for him. Like, give me your fucking money, or you're gonna get <laughs> gonna get blasted with water. Gonna get blasted with water, bitch. Super Soaker three thousand. Super Soaker. That was the shit. Do you remember Super Soakers as a young child? That was the coolest thing ever. Yeah. 
I never got one though. Super soakers, and then I was a big, uh, like I was in a big neighborhood that was all obsessed with uh, slip and slides. Slip and slide. I never had one of those either. But they were fun. Good it was times. a. It's a good way to prepare yourself for waxing your chest. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it just rips the skin off you. My mom would just get me like one of those pools, so yeah. I, so I could drown myself. But it never worked. I was too big. <laughs> it was too big. Eventually. <laughs> That's funny. It's hard. It's hard to get uh, a good tub my size, you know. Yeah, and I don't want to drown myself in public. It's and it's someone else's issue. I don't want it. Yeah, you know. really don't want to do that. <laughs> you don't want to try it at somebody else's house again because then again, it's their issue. Yeah, It'd be rude. It'd be rude. <laughs> Think of fun ways to go out. Uh, skydiving. Is that really a fun way to go out? I don't feel like I'd be having fun going out that way. You want something? You would though. No, because I would know I'm falling to my death. Like that's not a yeah, fun would. way to go out. Yeah, it is. No, it's not. It's, it's, as you're falling, a fun way to go out as you're is like, like I love this scenery. This is beautiful. I okay, so a fun wish way I wasn't to, doing this. So your argument is it's a, a it's a fun way to go out skydiving if you're too stupid to know that you're falling. Yeah, you take the scenic route. You take you know? the <laughs> like. Oh, I always wondered what it looked like from up here. Jesus Christ. <laughs> no, I think like a fun way to go would be like if you don't know that you that you get clocked out. You know, like, uh, say you go to take a selfie with, you with like, a, a bear or something. Well, that's, you're just asking to get eaten. Well, like, uh, yeah, that's probably it. That's actually my idea for rebooting The Revenant. Shoot myself into space, that'd be a good way to go out. Shoot yourself into space? Yeah. Like, just without a helmet and... Maybe. I don't know, get on, get on one of Elon Musk's rockets. And then just, you know, open the door once I get up there. Dude, that would piss people off. <laughs> Can you imagine? That would probably, be, in my opinion, that'd probably be one of the best pranks ever. If you just were like, I made it to space. And they're, like, <laughs> they're just like, Vegas, what are you doing? Vegas! <laughs> he just opens the door. And I'm just like, the earth is flat. And then I then I go out. And that way I can start more conspiracy theories. Yeah, tell them the earth is flat and the frogs are gay. The frogs are gay. Turn of the mermaids gay. I'm tired of them putting chemicals <laughs> in the water that turn the mermaids gay. Now try my supplements. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Alex Jones should do Kool-Aid. He should do everything. Come and try this Kool-Aid, kids. Oh, yeah. I love Alex Jones. Bring him back. I have, I have no idea what he's been up to. Oh, he's, I think he's still doing a show. He's mm. just not on any other platform. Mm. I've just Logan seen memes of him. Or the last thing I heard about him was uh, I was listening to... Um, these uh, comedians talk about him and they were talking about how whenever they do those supplement photos on his website, uh, they have like back in like the side to side photos of him, like before and after photos of those supplements. And the photo after is this literally the same exact photo, but his skin is just red. <laughs> and I was like, Oh good. It turns you into a hot dog. That's funny. No, he's, he's insanely out of shape. I wouldn't take any of his supplements. He's got like a weird, like, in shape, out of shape kind of body. He's like, it looks like he used to work out a lot, and then he just let himself go. Kind of, he looks like Humpty Dumpty. Like he's got it like a great chest, and then everything he looks else like kind of shit. He looks like Mister Incredible. <laughs> yeah, Mister Incredible if he was bipolar. <laughs> oh my maybe God. a little shorter. Yeah. Maybe a little shorter, and maybe hated the government. <laughs> I'll tell you why they made the superheroes illegal. <laughs> It's the globalists. The globalists. Oh, it's a great Alex Jones impression. I need to work on mine. I'm trying to work on a lot of impressions, man. I'm Alex Jones. See, it's <laughs> not very good. 
I'll work on it. The other day when I was at work, um, I was doing that Trump impression, and then I tried out an Obama impression. We were trying to get me to say, um, like, Trump things as Obama. So I was just like, uh... Pussy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me be clear. I walked up right to her, and I grabbed her right by the pussy. Uh, let me be clear. <laughs> I would fuck my daughter, <laughs> given the chance. Just kidding, America. <laughs> but seriously, <laughs> we're bombing Libya. <laughs> oh, yes. What do you think is the least, what do you think, like, is the least Trump could do for just, like, everybody to, like, for, like, the stock market to collapse and everybody to just, like, fucking, like, burn down their houses? What do you think is the least he could do? Do you think, like, if he just tweeted war? I don't, I still don't think a stock market would crash. Um, It's the least he could do. It's a good question. Crash the stock market, he could. Crash his plane into the stock market. (laughs) Jesus Christ, that probably wasn't a good idea. Probably just like cut off trade with everybody. Well, like, I'm saying the least he could do, the um, absolute least. I mean, anybody could pull off anything against send, people. Send a dick pic through Twitter. Really? <laughs> <laughs> Stock market might go up. It depends. Depends on the dick. Send the dick on Twitter with like a <laughs> with like a fun with like, caption. With like a fun caption with like a trademark. He can dress it up as Hillary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. He does like a puppet show with it. <laughs> I would, I would imagine he just makes it like a little Trump and like <laughs> tries to do an impression with himself. That wasn't my tell me, balls. Tell me, little Trump, what were you up to today? I was walking around town and I saw crooked Hillary. Oh man, do you think his dick has a spray tan? That wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> do you think his? Do you think he has like a toupee for his pubes? And he has like a T tattooed on the side of it for Trump. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's beautiful. No, I feel Everybody like for, loves it. It's I, tremendous. I feel like what they would do. I feel like what he would do is it would just be the words, tr- the word Trump, like tattooed down his shaft, like vertically. But it stops at you. But it stops at you. <laughs> true. <laughs> true. It's a true story. You love it. Oh, enough about Trump's dick. Um, the best advice I ever heard for a Trump impression was from Zach Hadel. And have you ever heard of Zach Hadel? No, but I think you told me this to talk this talk be Ben Shapiro with a higher voice or something. I mean, that's one way to do it, but the way he was talking about it, I mean, Ben Shapiro wasn't really that hard either. But can you do Ben Shapiro having a conversation with Donald Trump? Yeah, I can do that. All right, so Mr. Trump. I happen to agree with absolutely everything you're saying, and anything that everybody ever has to disagree with you is completely asinine and false. I just, I don't know how they do it. Look, I'm going to be honest with you, Ben. You're talking a little bit loud, all right? And I'll be honest, didn't know you were Jew until I saw that nice little cap on your head. You know? I don't know how you feel about this. I was watching a Holocaust movie, saw the people in the cages, and I was like, hey, maybe that's a good idea to try out IRL. I love that you said Holocaust. Because <laughs> he probably would say that. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Well, like, Zach Hadel was saying, like, the thing that, like, that would make a Trump impression really good that, like, does his mannerisms really well is that he stretches out his vowels. So when you have somebody that's like, uh, like Stephen Colbert that's like, I'm Donald Trump, you have to be like, and I was doing this, you have to be like, and I was walking around. Mm-hmm. You have to, like, really stretch out your vowels. 
and then he was saying something and he said i think he said it as a joke but it actually is pretty good advice it's like you have to really just be out of breath at the end of every sentence because he really is yeah it's tremendous i was reading a book i want to do whatever it was teaching me my abcs (laughs) and then i thought nbc and then i thought of cnn and i got angry and i closed the book (laughs) i saw he was talking about somebody and he called him a hispanic he was like talking this guy up he's like he's a great he's a hispanic (laughs) he's he's great he's a great guy (laughs) i would pay all the money in the world just to watch trump do improv that'd be awesome just watch trump do improv i think improv is just a lot of fun i think he'll go on a comedy tour you know (laughs) after his after he ends his second term i think he'll just end up the oj route (laughs) with an unverified twitter account i accidentally killed her (laughs) but then back on twitter (laughs) Let's talk about fantasy football. But here's, yeah, but here's the thing with Trump is he would do the exact opposite of OJ. He would talk about that shit in every <laughs> single post. You want to know how I killed her? I'll tell you how I killed her. She was talking shit. She was talking trash, all right? She said I had a small dick. I don't accept lies at this house. I don't accept it. It's okay. He really would. I hope he lives forever. <laughs> I'm going to be the only person who's sad. It would be more like an ironic sad Like you wouldn't <laughs> genuinely miss him But you'd be like oh I miss the laughs No I'll definitely miss him R.I.P. future Trump I guess present Trump in the future I'm gonna be sad when Will Ferrell dies Really? Yeah devastated Has there ever been a celebrity death where you were actually like sad by it? I was sad about uh, Mac Miller Really? Yeah I see. I, I barely knew who Mac Miller was when that happened that's because you're a loser. No, it's because you're white. You don't <laughs> listen to white rappers. <laughs> you're talking to the guy that like doesn't shut up about Eminem. You, but you would you be sad if Eminem died? Honestly, I'd be a little confused. <laughs> Why? Because I'd be like, what took him out? Because he doesn't really like go out and about that much. You don't really see him out anywhere. Yeah, so it's like, what'd you die of? Polio? You have to like choke on a pretzel or something. <laughs> <laughs> They were like, "What?" Really they were like, "Tell us what's happening, Deb. What's going on?" <laughs> and then he'd come back and do one more verse as a dead guy. He'd drop a. I think from heaven he would do a diss track on Satan. But uh, nah, I think for me the one that actually I was sad about was Robin Williams. That one I was actually sad about. That is, I mean, I wasn't sad about it, but I was like, "Damn, that sucks." Yeah, because that does suck. I think for me it was just I came. From a childhood where I just was like, oh, you so many Robin. died? <laughs> <laughs> That's messed up, bro. Like, calm down. <laughs> like, do you hear he died? Oh! <laughs> just come on command when I hear about, <laughs> when I hear about Robin Williams. Mrs. Or just Doubtfire. about it. I think it's out of a movie. Oh, my I God. I changed my pants three times. Oh my god! It's dude. it's especially sad because the the live action uh, Aladdin sucked ass. Wait, really? Thought it sucked ass? I didn't like it. Really? I fell asleep thirty minutes into it. Oh, dude, I fell asleep too. Actually, <laughs> no joke, man. I fell asleep too. But here's the thing: I didn't think it was that bad. I think as far as reboots go, uh, they could have gone way way worse. I think for me, the two biggest faults they had was you could tell they just blew all of their blood their budget on uh will smith 
That and makes sense. all the effects on Will Smith, because there's so many times you watch the effects in the movie, and it was so cheaply made. Yeah, or it looks so in, corny. And I'm like, well, how the hell did you guys like like motion capture every single bit of Will Smith moving around, but you couldn't get this? It looked like a well-produced porno. <laughs> a little bit. I remember seeing that. They were doing a post. I saw a poster. It was a poster for the new Aladdin. And it was like, how come the post for the the real live action reboot looks like the porno parody? <laughs> and the thing too was that they casted like the worst Aladdin, they casted the yeah. worst Jafar, absolute worst Jafar and Jasmine. None of them were convincing. Yeah. At Jafar, all. what I thought was funny was like Jafar was like this menacing looking dude in the original cartoon, and he looked like really like he was a pretty scary looking villain for Disney yeah. standards. Definitely. And then you see this guy, and it's some little, like, short schmuck. <laughs> he was shorter than Aladdin in the movie. And I was like, come on, you get flicky in the eyes yeah, here. I feel like out. the cartoon version, he was, like, at least 6'8". Yeah. He was a big motherfucker. Yeah. And they ruined the parrot. I don't know why they did that. Oh, yeah, I forgot about the parrot. The parrot was, like, one of the best characters in the cartoon. Yeah. I think, too, the thing about it as well was that, like, I definitely understand they put value in the genie. And definitely in the genie, they pulled it off because like Will yeah. Smith. Will Smith did great. He did great. Genie. He really pulled it off and making the, the genie his own character. In the forty-five minutes I saw, he did great. <laughs> <laughs> but like he really pulled it off and made the character his own, and then he didn't try to copy Robin Williams. Yeah. Which is really good because then you make it your own version of the genie. Mm. But at the same time, like that's not enough to carry the movie. It was like the Fresh Prince of genies. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, I think the reason he did so good at the genie, and I think they did really well on most of the music, uh, I think that's where it's like, I think I'd give it like a 5 out of 10. 5 out of 10? Yeah. You said you liked it. Yeah, that means I liked it. You gave it a 50. Yeah, I gave it a 50. What do you give things you don't like? When I give things I don't like, that's below a 5 out of 10. A 5 <laughs> out of 10 is like the minimum for me to like it. And like really? it, yeah. Raise your standards, bro. No. So like if you like it it should be well, at I'm least a, to a seven. movie to be entertained i want to be entertained if you entertain me for a little bit then sure mm-hmm. like i'll be honest with you what did you give that uh that hellboy reboot oh yeah i remember we saw that <laughs> we went and saw that you remember that yeah you wish you didn't here's the thing about that movie it was so fucking off the walls. I think somebody who wrote that movie was like on crack cocaine because they were like, all right, Probably. Hellboy's doing this plot. Hellboy's doing that plot. And they bounce around between like 50 plots until the movie just sort of ends. Yeah. And then I remember you and I were laughing at one point because like it was towards the end where they're waking up the monsters and they're showing like the monsters wreaking havoc. And then there's just five straight minutes of monsters just ripping people apart with like <laughs> nothing done to it. And I was just talking to you and I was like, why the fuck are they doing this? <laughs> But here's the thing. I think they. I think David Harbour did good as Hellboy, and I appreciate that they did practical effects on him instead of making him like a CGI dude. Mm. So that I appreciated. Was he? He wasn't a CGI dude in the first one, was he? No, it was all okay. makeup. Okay, yeah, the first. I thought the like original. From an effects standpoint, from an effects standpoint, I I appreciated it a lot. And then I think when it came to the actual action of it, I was entertained. But like, I mean, man, I remember we were like getting exhausted watching it. It was like pulling out teeth. Yeah. Sitting through it. That's how I felt about Transformers. And so, yeah. I don't know. I like the new Bumblebee movie, though. They made another one? Yeah, the, they they made a new... Jesus. They just made a Bumblebee spinoff. I watched... Num- where it's just Bumblebee. After, and it's really good. After Transformers 3, I was like, fuck this. Nah, watch Bumblebee, because it's kind of like a soft reboot. It's like watching a million car crashes, except the cars <laughs> can run. And then all of a sudden... What's funny, too, is like... Like, after a while, they just stopped really giving a shit about designing these Transformers, so none of them have any, like, real color design. Mm. So it's just a bunch of, like, gray metal just 
looks like cars having sex with each other. But what did you what did you rate Hellboy? Scale of ten. Scale of ten, I'd say like a four, okay, maybe a that's three. Fair. That's fair. But because like I said, it's line. just on the verge. Like I said, it's just on the verge of it. It's, it was entertaining. What pissed uh-huh. me off about uh, Transformers three? This is way back. I was in high school, but they were like they were trying to prove a point that the world needed them. So oh, they yeah. like went away for like three weeks and just let millions of people die. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, "All right, you guys ready? Like, we'll save you now." <laughs> like, fuck you guys, fuck the Transformers. That but, was like the equivalent of being like a an upset girlfriend of like, "I'm just gonna yeah. go." <laughs> yeah. See how much you like it now. Except if your girlfriend was like a cop and your house was getting robbed, you know, <laughs> or someone is trying to murder you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna go. How would you like that? I'm being attacked. <laughs> Well, you lit, why don't you just dig yourself out of this mess, mister? <laughs> That's um, funny, though. I saw Toy Story 4 last week. Oh, yeah? How'd you like it? It was pretty good, actually. It it held up with the others, but I still stand by my opinion that you really didn't need a fourth movie. Like, if this fourth movie had never existed, uh, I really... Uh, three would have been fine. Yeah. I mean, I didn't think you really needed... I mean, I liked the third movie, but... The it, problem is people it hyped it up either. way too much for this one, just like they hype up every Pixar movie. Absolutely. I was having a Pixar rant the other day. Not really much to do with Pixar. I mean, Pixar does have a lot of faults, but it's just like I find a lot of irritability with a lot of Pixar fans. Because, mm. like, every time I'm on social media and I'm hot seeing... Takes. Yes, here's a hot take. Here's a hot take. <laughs> Fuck hot. them Pixar fans, man. Well, not all of them. I'm just saying, like, it's just like Rick and Morty fans. I want to just do a bunch of cringy uh, bullshit. Fuck you and your hopping lamps. <laughs> but, like, I get annoyed whenever I see, like, Pixar fans that want to go, like, so in depth with the movies, which I'm fine with going in depth, but they want to be like, this movie means so much, and this character's a metaphor for this, and this character metaphor oh, for that. Are you talking about how like each story is connected somehow? Not those really big, that. Those big theories. Oh yeah, those big theories are pretty cool, but I mean, those definitely aren't like real. Like that didn't really. That's not really what they're doing. But I mean, like people that want to analyze the movies, you know, mm-hmm. piece by piece, like how we were doing No Country for Old Men. Like, yeah, it, they want to analyze it on that level, which is fine. I think if they're able to find that kind of context, it's fine. But at the same time, if you're willing to hold it to that standard, you have to hold it hold it up to the same level of criticism as well. So you have to say, okay, there's an inconsistency here, there's an inconsistency there. And I've noticed people that do criticize more these movies fairly, though. They're not like these movies are bad, but there's an inconsistency here. I don't know why this happens for somebody for a team that's supposed to be trying hard. You're really cutting corners here, and you're doing that. And then those same fans that want to glorify it for being like all this in-depth stuff, their immediate response to criticism is like, well, it's just a kids movie. Relax, it's just a kid's movie. Well, I'm like, it's either it's just a kid's movie or it's a movie that you get to go in-depth with. You can't mm. switch the standard for a movie based off of whether or not you like the opinion of it. Yeah, you go really... You watch movies way different than I do. I'm just like, oh, this seems cool. <laughs> oh, this well, no, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of movies that I do that with where I've just, I prefer to just shut up and watch it. And uh, I mean, I mean, I do shut up and watch it, but I mean, like, I turn my brain off and watch it. Like, nice. that's why I love, uh, like, Sam Raimi movies. Like, I love The Evil Dead. Oh, yeah. With a chainsaw. Oh, yeah. Like, I, it's just fun to watch movies like that because then you know the person who's making it is having fun with it. Like, they know yeah. it's ridiculous. That's how I feel about Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. With the way he uses, like, blood splatters. Oh, yeah. It's like, yeah, it's just, he's just making it, like, a fun comic book. Yeah. He's just doing his thing. I was watching, <laughs> uh, on Netflix, I was watching the extended cut of The Hateful Eight. It was, like, four-hour-long cut. Damn. And I like that movie a lot. It's just the ending is, like, so fucking gruesome. Oh, yeah. I don't like watching that. <laughs> you don't like watching a dude getting his nutsack blown off? The last 10 minutes, I'm like... <laughs> or are you not big into gore? 
I don't think so, man. I don't or know. Or does it just like make you queasy or something? It doesn't like make me queasy. It's just I don't know. It's just too much sometimes. Yeah. Especially Tarantino can get could get excessive. Oh, oh can get excessive. <laughs> He's excessive in every movie. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Um, but I like. I still like his like the plot and everything. I oh like, yeah. I like everything else he does. It's just the thing for me with gore and movies these days is like I don't really think so much of it from that standpoint. I mean, I used to, and it would definitely make me nauseous. But then like the more and more I got into like looking up visual effects and all that, I think about it more from like an effects standpoint. Mm. So like. Uh, like that scene from Hateful Eight where that dude gets shot like in the chest and then like his head gets blown off. Yeah. Like the whole time I was like, oh look, you can see they made like a paper mache head to put like dynamite and put like what's it called like M80s and to explode it or something. I wonder if that's what they did. Mm. So like it just it's kind of like a diversion of thought. Yeah, and it, I think it's just like the amount of gore like when they're like crucifying that dude, the amount of blood. I don't know. It just they crucified a dude in that movie. Didn't they? Or they like they like hung him up. Oh yeah, they on hung a rope. Yeah, they hung up the crucifix. I missed that part. <laughs> they pulled out a crucifix. <laughs> they pulled out a crucifix. And they're like, "Prepare to meet Jesus, bitch." <laughs> no, the, their last breaths before they all die is like, "Wow, we really nailed it." <laughs> <laughs> but no, like movies like Hostel. Oh, I dude. Feel like, I feel like they just, they're being excessive just for the sake of being. Excessive. Oh yeah, but that's that's just what pure exploitation is in cinema. Especially since I think gore exploitation in cinema has evolved from simple gore exploitation, like an act itself, and it turns more into torture porn, yeah. which is where we get to Hostile exactly and hostile Saw. Was. And like Saw, like I think they had like a good storyline, like the first couple, and then like by Saw five or six, it was just like it's only I think it's only people getting tortured. Like that's in my it. opinion, it's just the first one. Like the first one's okay to watch. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you really, really put think about it, it doesn't make any sense. But honestly, I mean, the second one wasn't very good. Now I'm thinking about yeah. it. <laughs> so it's like, but the second one was right where they dumped off like the original people who worked on mm-hmm. that one. So immediately the second one was where like the studio was going like, we know what we're doing. We know what the audience wants. And in a way they were kind of right. I mean, people still went to see those movies. Yeah, that's true. But the movies ended up being shit in the long run. And I don't know. I'm going to do an episode on that because there's a lot of debate going on on what started um, that whole torture porn genre. And like the debate, the two movies that are in that debate are Hostel and Saw 2. Really? There wasn't torture porn before that? Well, I mean, there was, but like which one started the modern trend of that? That started like where that like era of the 2000s where every movie had to have like torture in it. Not Mm -hmm. just gore, but like torture. Yeah. Dude, Hostel Part 2, like scarred me for like a couple days really yeah like i was depressed for like two days <laughs> that shit blew my mind which is funny because um do you know who makes those movies the japanese no the goddamn japanese you ever see uh inglorious bastards <laughs> yeah you know the bear jew yeah that's him really he's the, he's the director yeah wow he made that and then he made this movie called the green inferno which was this reincorporation of cannibal exploitation which hadn't been used in a long time which you definitely wouldn't like because it's like cannibals eating people alive Mm. in a you know in a horror movie which is not going to be good for your stomach especially when you see the gore from hostel and then he made uh that reboot of death wish last year with bruce willis which again it's like if you if you turn your brain on when you watch it it's a piece of shit but then if you turn your brain off it's actually really entertaining she's leaving yeah, that's interesting. I didn't know because *Inglorious Bastards* was an awesome movie. It's my favorite movie of all time. Oh yeah, they should make they should make more movies that you know uh, 
tell different sides of the Holocaust like that because there were like people like after <laughs> after World War Two they actually were hunting Nazis, you know. <laughs> So let's let's get some more Nazi I hunting think, movies. I just thought you were gonna lead up to a joke and be like, "Look, look guys, Hitler wasn't that bad." <laughs> yeah, like I, tell it from his perspective. You know? <laughs> just, I'm just a nice guy, you know. Yeah, just a nice guy, you know. <laughs> I'm just trying to start a new party. <laughs> What's everybody on my back? Get off my balls, man. Oh, <laughs> um, why does the whitest kid you know did a really good sketch like in the last season of their show? And it was this thing where it was like a little Hitler show, and they made it like Leave It to Beaver, and it was a little kid with a Hitler mustache. I think I might have seen. And he was like trying to find the pie his mom lost, and he was and a homeless person took it, and he was like, "That's okay, Mister. I'll do. Uh, I'll just take one slice for my mom, and you can have the rest of the pie." And he's like, "Wow, thank you. What's your name, son?" And he goes, "Adolf Hitler." <laughs> and he's like, oh "My God, that's the most beautiful name I've ever heard." <laughs> And then it ends oh, with, man. and then it ends with, uh, like him being a hero of the town for finding a lost dog, and then um, some kid pulls him to the side. And is like, "Hey Hitler, you want to smoke this weed?" He's like, "I don't know. I hear this weed's like bad stuff." <laughs> and he's like, "Come on, Daddy, oh, just do it." And he goes, "Okay, just to see what all the fuss is about." And then he takes like a puff of the weed, and then his eyes turn to swastikas, and he goes, "I hate jazz," <laughs> and it turns into an uh, an anti weed. Uh, video <laughs> like an after school special and there's fuck just a yeah. bunch of kids watching it in a classroom and they're like they're like uh what the fuck is this <laughs> and then the teacher puts on the next video and then they don't show it but you just hear the audio and it's just like hey osama bin laden do you want to come to our sweet <laughs> orgy and he goes i don't know i don't think i want to do- i don't think i want sex i just want to study on my books <laughs> what is good you know man that's the greatest sketch show of all time it really, yeah, it's up there for sure. That, I think that is with, like, Key and Peele and, like, Mr. Show. Chappelle Show. Chappelle Show. It's with all of those. I think a lot of them just, like, reign in, like, this, like, shared number one position. Yeah. Well, Chappelle was talking a lot of shit on, like, Amy Schumer. Or not a lot of shit. And Key and Peele. Because he was like, I'm not saying they stole my ideas. I'm just saying they were really close to my ideas. <laughs> so, I don't know. But you left, so it's your fault. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did he ever explain why you left? I think it's just because, uh, like, they were offering him a bunch of money, and that's stressful, I guess. They were offering fifty mil, and then he said, like, he was, because uh, he did a lot of racial humor, and he felt like he was just making jokes for white people to laugh at black people. Like he said, he told a joke. I forgot what it was. I think it was like the when they had he had the, like the black fairy oh, on his shoulder, and yeah, the, yeah. he said the way a white guy was laughing at it made him feel uncomfortable. Mm. So, and he probably just like wanted to do his own thing and stop like trying to please Comedy Central or whatever. I'm guessing. Yeah. I don't know. There's probably way more to it. Probably. That, that was an example he gave. I was about to say. I think for somebody like Dave Chappelle, who went from being like pretty much number one like that, I think it ha- would have to be a lot of factors. Yeah. And I could definitely see that perspective of it with comedy because, like, again, if you feel like you're doing the same kind of joke over and over again, you might be pandering to an audience. And I mean, that's what I worry about with the comedy I write. Like I worry like some of the jokes I write that aren't as like over the top or edgy or stuff like that Mm -hmm. are jokes that aren't going to land because I do have an audience now that would expect that from me to say like, Oh, what's he going to, you know, what nine 11 joke is he going to crack at now? I don't know. I just wanted to make a joke. I just wanted to make a little pun here. Yeah. I mean, you don't got to, do 
you don't got to pander to anyone or try to reach a certain thing. You can just be free and say what you think is funny. Yeah. Which is funny because, like, the last few times I've gone up, I've just, like, done, like, little quick improvs Mm -hmm. where I've just been like, oh, uh, let me just say this. I think, like, whenever we were at uh, R&R the other night and uh, the mic wasn't working. That was fun. And so we just had to, like, stand on stage. It was a packed house. Yeah. We had to, like, stand on stage without the microphone. And so um, I remember when I started up with the microphone, I was like, I want to do this. Like, I want to pretend like I'm holding the microphone so I could at least feel comfortable. And I was like, yeah, but then it's going to look like I'm sucking it thick all night long. <laughs> and then right before I said my joke, I was like, and I don't want to do that again. That was funny. And so I, I, I'm starting to do a lot more of these, like, little quick, little quick. That was a great uh, night. Improvs. But I want to I wanna get better at improv. Especially with, like, the content I watch now is a lot of, like, mm. people, like, I mean, audio-wise, like, you know, like, podcasts or something. A lot of it has to do with, like, improv. Like, there's this uh, channel I watch on YouTube, and it's uh, by this uh, animator comedian called Chris O'Neill. And what they do is it's, like, it's like a mix of both where people can get whatever they want. But these people record their audio and all that while they're playing video games, which is kind of like one of those, like, Let's Play channels on YouTube, but... It's a lot of their audio. You could listen to it. It has nothing to do with that video game. Really? Yeah. And they that, that Zach Hadel guy's on there. So it's like doing a podcast while playing a video game. Yeah. But they show the video game footage while you're doing it. Are they are they actively playing the game? Yeah, they're playing the game really? while it goes on. Yeah. That's interesting because that's like multitasking hardcore. Yeah. But they talk. <laughs> but they have like three people on there at a time. I mean, they have the same dude that's because it's his show, mm-hmm. but then he used to have like the same two other guys with him, but they quit recently. So he has like a bunch of other fellow animators and comedians that are on there. Like, uh, like that Zach Hadel guys on there. Those are the main episodes. I watched the ones with Zach Hadel cause that dude's funny as fuck. Honestly, that's, that's a great idea for like a podcast episode where he was just, uh, talking about, <laughs> he was just, I think one of the improv things they were talking about was like, uh. I think Chris O'Neill was just like, what would happen if Trump just walked on stage and just dropped the giant shit out of his pantaloon? <laughs> <laughs> and then Hillary Clinton slipped on it and died. Do you think that'd be the biggest recorded event in history? And then Zach Hadel just goes super dark and he goes, what if he just fucking came on the stage dragging Baron by his hair? <laughs> just going like, uh, get on the stage, I'm the fucking president. You have to say what I have to do what I say. And they're like, and then they did a thing where he was like, yeah, Baron would just be like, dad, I don't want it. Then Zach Hadel just goes, dad! <laughs> don't talk to me i'm the president you can't talk to me like that uh, i gotta oh, yeah. find some of the shit they say gotta, it's fucking hilarious have you ever listened to uh, uh last podcast on the left uh it's on my list all the time and it's always on my recommended i've yet to listen to it i think you would love that show it's like three comics and they just go over like really gruesome things and then they like have humor oh so it's really dark comedy yeah really dark but they uh they do impressions of like serial killers and they have like (laughs) stupid voices and it's it's fucking hilarious i laugh my ass off listening to it which is funny because like with that it's called the channel i was talking about it's called oni plays and uh what's so funny about that show is they like they just start by making random noises on something and then it just turns into something else like one of them was like one of them was just, I think it was Chris, he was just doing this random, like, jingle. He was just like, hi, I'm my Biggia. Then one of them was like, what about Pasquintio? <laughs> and then he was just what? like, and so they, like, it ended up with them talking about, all right, November 28th is National Pasquinti Day. You have to, you have to post hashtag Pasquinti Day, and you have to, like they said, you have to squint while eating spaghetti. <laughs> that's cultural appropriation. <laughs> the Asians, that's rude. <laughs> To sleepy Italians. 
Oh man. And they did this. They, they got famous, really, really famous at one point, Zach Hadel and Chris O'Neill, because they did this cartoon series called, um, the Simpsons. No, it was this cartoon series on YouTube called hellbenders. And it's the weirdest like fever dream. It's like, it should have been on adult swim. Mm. Really? It's so fucking weird, but that's, what's funny about it. It's very like Eric Andre humor. Hell yeah. It's like that. And, they they animated themselves and they did the voice themselves and from that they really took off and then now a lot of their stuff now is based off of like their personalities even though they animate stuff they make games too and all that stuff but like i think i have an audio clip right here i feel like you're you're big on like really obscure youtube celebrities oh yeah no one's ever heard of oh yeah i'm definitely (laughs) on that i am definitely on that which is funny too because these guys that do this the zach canel and uh chris o'neill they are super into that so they just do references to like these uh online celebrities like uh you ever heard of the nostalgia critic on youtube no it's this weird dude that just like screams in a high-pitched thing when he criticizes movies but he doesn't research it like if you watch this guy's review of hercules he's like how come it looks like las vegas why are they in las vegas and it's like dude it's a it's a it's a disney cartoon chill (laughs) that's funny (laughs) all right can i play this clip off my phone yeah put it up to the mic oh okay You wonder why I got a doctor degree? The way to be a doctor degree is to finger boys and not get in trouble. I go to, I went to doctor, I come and click the button and I can finger boys legally. That's the fucking law. Get over it, dude. You were a doctor and you stuck your fingers up some guy's butt, you write him prescriptions, so you more fingers up your butt? I say come back for the daily dose of my finger. Let me ask you, if a doctor, if he fingers boys as his job, do you think he still enjoys it when he goes home? I wonder if the job is a bit like, oh, the boys are going, that's a little bit cold, isn't it? Do you think if a doctor has thicker fingers, they're prohibited? They're not allowed to do that? <laughs> he got sausage. <laughs> hey, bring your bone fingers. This guy's got a tight asshole. I shit blood. What a crazy thing to happen. I went to the hospital. I was like, hey, am I dying? And he was like, let me, let me finger you first. Wow. Just put the finger up the ass? Figured me. Yeah. I literally, I went, I went, hey, yeah, yeah. I literally made a sound like that. I was like, what did it feel like? I think I said, holy moly. I'm not sure. I think, I, if I recall. It feels like, you know, when you wipe your ass, you're like, oh, that felt kind of. I put on a rubber lube, they go, and they put on lube, and it feels like there's a big shit. I'll tell you what happened. I felt the pressure of my ass. Like, he showed me one of his hands, he showed me the other one. I said, Doc, what's in there? And he smiled. Is that his real voice? Yeah, it's his real voice. Wow. That's what makes it so funny is his voice is like that all the time. He sounds like he has Down syndrome or something. No. (laughs) (laughs) But he's the guy that does that Trump impression. It's so good. But uh, he just says the randomest fucking shit. Like even when there's like dead silence on the show, he'll just end up and he'll just go like, hey, Chris. He goes, imagine, he goes, imagine if you, uh, imagine if you married the most beautiful woman on planet earth and you've been married for like 15 years and then you just wake up one day and she's one of the minions and she just <laughs> says tee and she runs out the room. What do you do? And he's like, wait, what the fuck did you just say to me? <laughs> what, what do you, there's nothing you can do. I guess try to choke her until she turns blue. Until <laughs> she turns blue. <laughs> you can't Why really do you choke them? They don't have a neck. <laughs> That's a good question. You shove your fist out their throat. Just give them a hug, a big bear hug, <laughs> yeah. until they snap in half. Maybe they multiply if you squeeze them hard enough. Yeah. And you have two minions. It's like a Gremlins reboot, but with minions. Yeah. It's a million dollar movie idea right there. They already made a Minions movie. They probably already made a sequel. I don't know. They're working on it. Did you watch the Minions movie? Yeah. It's a fucking weirdo. I took my brother to see it, you fucking dick. <laughs> How was it? Uh... It wasn't that bad. Rated on a scale of one to ten. The scale of one to ten, it's a five. Let's rate every movie. <laughs> Honestly, I could. If you name a movie, I'll tell you what I think of it. I saw Child's Play. 
uh, earlier this month. They changed uh, Chucky, right? Yeah, they changed him up entirely. There's no more voodoo. It's fucking whack. I'm not watching that. It was good, man. I was entertained. Were you? Yeah, it was a solid, like, uh, that was like a solid uh, seven and a half for me. Really? Yeah. Seven and a half. It really, I think what made it really good is it was like, it was in moments where it was trying to be a horror movie, it actually pulled it off and had like moments where the, they really went for making the doll creepy. But at the same time, the movie's very self-aware. So, like, all the characters know how creepy this doll's looking. And everybody's like, why the fuck is th- did they do... Why the fuck did they create a doll like this? <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, everybody questions in the movie, and it makes it more fun. I really liked those movies as a child. Really? When yeah. you would play? Like, if I was... If I stayed homesick from school, I would I would just watch Child's Play. Really? Yeah, I thought it was For me, funny. the only one I felt like had an impact was the first one. I don't even, which one was the one where he was at, like, an ROTC camp? I think it was the third one. Oh, okay, that one was fun. Um, oh my god, those movies are insane. Like I said, I think one of the downsides of making him a robot like that and taking away that he's possessed by a voodoo, like a serial killer through voodoo, is that he doesn't really have as much of a personality that Chucky used to have in the mm, movies. Yeah, his personality was fun. So he doesn't like do that a lot, and his character starts off very innocent. And honestly, at a certain point, when he starts really going like crazy, he comes off as a little bit redeemable, which is a little bit weird for Chucky. He comes off redeemable. Well, yeah, because he like he doesn't know better. He's just a robot. Honestly, in some scenes, yeah, because like <laughs> at one point, because this the point is that this robot has like all of its like uh, safety features turned off, mm. so it has like no kill switch or whatever, or it has no like algorithm to go like, oh hey, don't think about killing people. It definitely has a kill switch. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh there's like a scene where he's hanging out with the kids of the movie and they're all like uh they're watching texas chainsaw massacre 2 which is a like so bad it's good movie so they're sitting there and they're like laughing at the movie because of how horrible it is but chucky's watching like a d- dude with a chainsaw ripping people apart and people getting stabbed and they're laughing and his obsession as a doll like his prime directive as the robot is to, like entertain the kids and all that so uh, so awesome. he ends up like going to the kitchen and coming back with the knife and then he's like uh, i like this shit <laughs> pretty much he came in with the knife because he was trying to copy the thing from the movie too because he thought they were playing around yeah and so he's walking in with the knife towards uh one of the friends and he goes get ready bitch get ready bitch get ready bitch <laughs> and <laughs> and then he stabs her no he tries to stab her then they tackle him and get the knife off of him which is funny too because yeah, the, that's why I always wondered about child's play. Like, why don't they just kick punt this dude across the fucking living room? Well, the argue you could make in the originals was the voodoo would just give him strength or something like that, like a super ability. But then you can't argue it so much now because now it's just a doll. Yeah. But at the same time, it's also a robot doll, so I imagine there's some weight to it. But at the, but there's probably still no strength. There's weight, but no strength. Yeah, there's no way. I would also wonder too, like how he had the strength to like stab people. Yeah. Or jump. He jumps like... Oh, yeah, dude. One of the last things he does in the movie is he does like a giant dive. And I'm like, where do you have the joints? He's got a LeBron James vertical, man. Yeah. (laughs) That's what's funny, too. I'm like, for a robot that like shuffles when he walks, like how did you have the knee joints to make you jump? The Japanese, bro. But like I said, they don't don't take it seriously, so you're able to overlook those kinds of things Mm -hmm. because you know that they know that this is a ridiculous plot. Is he still able to fucking impregnate another doll so he can have a British child? No. Oh, too bad. But he's able to hack into other, like, uh, Chucky dolls and just, like, have, like, an army of Chuckies. Which thing, one thing I was laughing at, too, was that, uh, again, it was trying to be funny, so it was good. They were doing this bit where, like, they were making new models of the Chucky doll, 
and some of the models were like teddy bears, like Build-A-Bears, but they looked like the creepiest shit ever, along with all the other dolls. And then when he starts hacking these dolls, one of them's the teddy bear, and he gets like the teddy bears to attack a guy, and the guy's like legitimately panicking and like holding a doll against his neck, going like, "Get it off me! Get it off me!" <laughs> That's hilarious. And it's the, all the doll's doing is hugging his neck, and I'm like, "Well, it's not biting you. It doesn't have teeth. <laughs> they didn't put teeth in this robot doll." Hell yeah. But like I said, I think I really appreciate movies like that that are very self-aware and they understand mm-hmm. how ridiculous the movie they're making is and they have a lot of fun with it. Do you think like if robots came to life like the Chucky that people would be marching for uh, robot rights? <laughs> for robot equality? For robot equality. <laughs> that's why uh, That's why nobody steps in the way when Chucky stabs people in public. They're like, he's just expressing his opinion. <laughs> These robots are taking the jobs we don't want. <laughs> Let them oh. vote. <laughs> What's your fucking problem? Are you robophobic? <laughs> robophobic. Nah, I uh, I don't think that would happen. I honestly think everybody, I think all bets would be off and people in just a mass panic would just start destroying everything. And people would be like, destroy your, your washing machine. And like, that's not the robot. No, you're wasting your time. <laughs> it's like a Stephen King movie. Yeah. I'd be, I'd be a lot like Maximum Overdrive. You ever see that one where the cars come to life? I don't know. Maybe is that is is it from Stephen King? Yeah, that was that was one where he and I think that was one where he just wrote a screenplay. Is that where like everything comes to life? Because I remember a movie where like uh, a vending machine was shooting cans at people and like killed this bitch with cans. I think it might have been the same one because like the plot of this one had like a I forgot who was in it. I mean, maybe Emilio like, Estevez. I think Emilio Estevez like was in it. 80s or 90s, right? Yeah. Okay, I think I've seen it. And that was the one where there's like all these trucks swarming around like a diner. They're yeah, just going yeah, in circles, yeah. and nobody can step outside because the trucks are just going to go vroom, and run somebody over. And then all I of a sudden, the that. trucks just give up and do that. Which is funny because you realize it's the same exact plot of The Happening. Toy Story. Oh. I was going to say The Happening. <laughs> you remember that in The Happening where just all of a sudden the plants just stop? The what? Like, did you ever see The Happening? It's, where, see. like, the plants are giving off chemicals that make people kill themselves? And that's, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like running into shit and stabbing yeah, themselves. Yeah, they're running themselves. And then it just ends because they're just like, the plants just give up one day. See, that's that seems like the plot to a lot of movies, though. Really? Like the uh, what's it called? There's like a movie where these people are like in like uh, Brazil or something, and they're in like where like pyramids are, and the plants are like like trying to murder them. Hmm. I don't know what it's called. There's a lot of movies. Hello. Hi. How goes it? Pretty good. I put the all the dogs are outside. Do you want to grab them? They also pooped in here, but on that on that rug in the kitchen. Yeah, the 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 dogs did that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not me. Not me. <laughs> Certainly not the robots. Certainly not. That. That'd be a great plot for the next Chucky movie. I'm telling you, Chucky pooped in there. <laughs> I'm sick and tired of you blaming this on your doll. <laughs> anyway, that's the intro. Uh, I'm here with Gabe Casper. <laughs> <laughs> 48 minutes i introduced you wait really is this 48 yeah. minutes in and you're introducing yeah. me that's great yeah. yes uh i am the wonderful illustrious gabe casper illustrious i don't i don't know what that word means but it sounds it sounds, sounds fantastical great. yeah it sounds it does sound fantastical how's your uh your class going don't you have class from like 5 p.m to 10 p.m yeah i just finished them oh you're uh, done yeah i'm done it was nice. an engineering graphics class did you design a lot of graphics actually not like graphics you're thinking of <laughs> No, we just made like 3D wheels or something like that. It was just 
boring shit. It's like learning how to do like PowerPoint where you learn how to do a computer system. Mm-hmm. But what's funny is my professor sucked because he was like, all right, here's how you use the basic tool for this. Here's how the basic tool for that. This is what this does. And then now we're going to do that. Ooh. And then when he'd be like, hey, can you go back to like step like negative one or something like that? Because you, did you pass? Get an A? Oh, yeah, I passed. Hell yeah. So uh, you're going to start going to mics now because I feel like I only see you once a month. Oh, don't you miss me? I do. I cried last night. <laughs> cried myself to sleep. Are you on the Cactus Show that we're doing? Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah you t- I was going to say, I thought I put your name on there. Yeah, I'm on the Cactus Show. Um, got, I'm going to be trying to do it more often. We've got a traveling comic coming through on that one. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I'm going to be trying to more often. I mean, I'm taking another summer class right now, but this one's an online class. Whack. Yeah. I got a new job. I got three jobs right now. Really? Yeah. What's your new job? I'm a bartender. Are you serious? I'm drunk and oyster, yeah. No way. Well, I'm a bar back right now, but I'm training. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I'm, I know how to make an old-fashioned now. Well, that's cool. Which is fun. When you, when so, you get old enough, um, you can come get drinks. I'll, okay, shut up. Eat a dick, you and, bro. You and Kamantha <laughs> come through. When's she coming back? Uh, She is coming back tomorrow. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. I thought she'd be gone all summer. No, she's just uh, she was just gone for four weeks. Oh, yeah. I could stop using your hand. no man i'm happy man i missed her that's cool hell yeah and then uh as soon as she gets back like the day after she gets back we're uh she's going with me and my family up to uh red river what if she comes back and she's a robot she comes back are we just doing this improv thing i told you about like what happens if your girlfriend comes back into town but she comes back and she's a million a minion robot and she says squee and she runs back on the blade and takes (laughs) off what if she comes back and like you notice her eyes like, one of her eyes turns red, like her pupil. Yeah. And then she, like, has, like, insane strength. And, like, oh, I got to murder. Do you murder her? Like, if you have to, you know? She you pretty much to? just sing what happens if my girlfriend becomes a Terminator. Yeah, what if she, <laughs> <laughs> she has an accent. She has an Get in the Get in the car, Gabe. <laughs> get back in the plane if you want to live. That's actually one of the few impressions that, like, I will, I know for a fact I will never be able to do as an Arnold impression. That's good, though. It's Which is great, because that, what, that new guy, uh, that wrestler, uh, Brad, yeah. Brad, that dude does a killer impression. Yeah. I was about to say, no, no insult to Brad, but, like, Arnold, Arnold's super hacky already, you know? Like, everyone's done Arnold. Everyone can well, do Well, everybody does Trump. Yeah. I mean, that could Trump easily do Trump. So it's it's kind of like how George Bush was. Like, if you're still doing George Bush impressions, nobody cares. Yeah. You know? That's why I want to do more impressions of, like... Like fictional stuff, like that's why I want, I want. I really worked hard on my impression of Hank Hill, so I could do the God yeah. dang it, Bobby. That's funny. And I could do the Okay, Dad. You just you don't want to do impressions you've heard like at least fifteen other people. Do, yeah, like know? that's for me when I wanted to do like uh, Family Guy impressions. Like everybody's instinct was to do like Peter Griffin mm-hmm. and or like Stewie Griffin. And then for me, one of the things I wanted to start with was doing Mort uh, Goldman, the the orange hair guy that owns the pharmacy oh, yeah. in the show. He's got a fun fun voice. Have you? Do you know how to do that impression? Can't do the, oh, it. God, these <laughs> lights, they're burning my retinas. That's a great impression. No, I can't do that. Like, yeah, I'm whenever I want to do, like, fictional characters, I work on much more of the, like, uh, offhanded ones because then it, it makes it much more uh, unexpected. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, it's never going to be able to be worked into my stand-up. I've tried it before, and you've watched me bomb with it, like, 50 times. Yeah, I think you gotta you got to find a way to do it to where it's, like, there's a joke within it. Because people aren't just going to laugh like, oh, he sounds like that. I mean, they might. I don't know. I, thought, I remember a long time back I did a joke where I was going to be like, here's my impression of OJ. Mm-hmm. And then I was just going to scream, come here, bitch, in the microphone. And then I was like, I don't think. 
I think that might be too dark. I'd laugh. You well, yeah, you would laugh. You laugh at half the shit I say, even when I'm <laughs> bombing, because it's like one of those things where it's like I I never know how dark and a new audience is willing to go. Nine Eleven joke was funny. Which nine eleven joke? Uh, I was think it the it one was where I was like messing with, with stoners? With the time machine. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was a joke where I was like, "You had a you had a really funny joke last time at the eight oh six, and nobody laughed." And I was like, "Fuck this audience!" <laughs> but I forgot what it was. But yeah, they, I mean, they're they're sensitive sometimes. Like yeah. even I've like Fredo's the funniest guy in Amarillo, and he's had like a couple bad sets at the eight oh six. Yeah, it's just because like they're like, "Oh, he's black. Are we allowed to laugh at black jokes?" If it's uh, and then it's just like. Or I think for me, it's like a lot of times you're like, I can't believe he said something like that. Mm. But then there's the people who don't give a fuck like you yeah. and mostly the other comics that laugh in the back. Yeah. Well, like the raccoon joke. The raccoon joke's infamous there now. People don't understand like the point of comedy is yeah. to like take it. You have to figure out where the line is so you, yeah. so you know not to cross it. I'm excited about that joke. Or so uh, you know how you, to tow it. I'm excited about that joke that you helped me write, like right when Pride Month was ending. And uh, yeah, it was that one about how like my mom always wanted to be, always wanted me to be gay, but I was oh, straight, yeah, yeah. and I was like, I just wanted to eat bananas like the rest of the kids. <laughs> you know how hard it is not to draw fruit shaped like dick. <laughs> <laughs> or no, you know how hard it is to avoid food shaped. Like yeah, food shaped things, popsicles, <laughs> hot dogs. God, Superbad's one of my favorite comedies ever. It's a classic. Someone was saying they should do like a spinoff of just the police, like give them their own movie. Which There's that new movie that's coming out that seems that seems like a lot like a copy and paste super bad, but it's with way younger kids. Maybe with children? Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Seth, Seth Rogen's like a director or something. Oh, okay. Because, yeah. That was pretty cool. I, I, that's one of my pet peeves, though, when they market movies like that and they slap like a big person's name on it. Mm -hmm. And then you think like, oh, this is like their project or something. And then you realize, okay, they're a producer that's been on set for a few days. They were maybe a consultant or something. Mm. What like, does a producer like actually mean because when i think producer i think oh they help produce that means they funded it sometimes it's they funded means. it sometimes they've provided like an uh like an intellectual part like they help like give advice on like the writing process or something and mm. then if you're an executive producer you're somebody from the st like the studio that's working with them and it, it really just means that you you're having a, a bigger bigger all-around level of involvement but it just it, the involvement you have that makes your producers different in a bunch of different fields. But like that's one thing I got irritated with recently because uh, you know that new movie Crawl that's coming out with a giant alligator. No, I haven't seen that. There's this new movie with a giant alligator that's like hunting people while they're trying to like stay afloat in like a a house that's being sunk in a tsunami or something. Not a tsunami. Uh, what like a hurricane. See, like I'm I've never been a fan of like like big animal monster movies. Uh for me it depends. Like the, I'll, jaws and all that jaws i like i mean animal movies i'm iffy on this one looks good because they're treating it a lot even though it's an animal movie they're treating it like a monster movie like lake placid yeah or usually for me i'd prefer much more of a monster movie something much more they really go over the top and try something you know really creative than a, just an animal but like with this alligator movie it looks really cool and i think it's a really cool mix of having to go like oh you're in a sinking house in a hurricane at the same time there's like a you know, like an alligator floating around in there. So I, I really like the idea. It really, it's a really good tension builder just from mm -hmm. the jump. But what it irritated with me, irritated me with it was like in the trailers, they were like from Sam Raimi comes, you know, crawl. And I was like, is Sam Raimi making a new movie? I'm, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. I'm in. And he's not, and he's not, he was just a producer. He's oh. not even a director. And I was like, are you kidding me? Interesting. I was like, 
I think just my irritation alone is going to make me not see it. They, yeah, they do that with a lot of movies from the director of... Yeah. That irritates me. Um, alligators are pussy. Lover. I wanted to see yesterday. I haven't seen it yet, though. Alligators. Alligators are whack. I've seen the, I've seen a TV show where this guy catches gators, and he just gets them on land, and then he runs circles around them until they get tired. And they get tired in like two minutes, and like, fuck it, and they just lay there. And Is that just, just like a 30-minute program? Yeah, it's like a, a reality show that they had on like Animal Planet or something where this guy. Are you just, fucking for real? He's like, I'm gonna go catch some gators. Oh, okay. I thought you were just being like, I thought you were just like making a joke. No, he like literally runs a circle in there. Yo, yo, yo I watched like, this. It, I done. watched this pilot. <laughs> I watched this pilot on Animal Planet, but this guy wanted to lose weight, so he'd run circles around alligators. <laughs> then he'd fuck it. <laughs> the thing, he doesn't even have to run that long. They like they give up. Like once they're on land, I guess their energy's gone. So yeah. they're just like. They just lay there and they're like, oh, fine, get well, me. Well, probably because they're it's it's harder to keep their momentum because their full weight is there and they have to actually use their little legs to get across versus yeah, water true. where their tail can like push them forward and their legs can push them forward. Yeah, but the thing is, like, if if I'm ever like being chased by an alligator, I'm just I'm gonna be fine as long as I'm not in water. You know, yeah, it's like being chased by a turtle. Yeah, just don't lay down. <laughs> <laughs> just don't lay down. Don't stop moving. Don't, don't take a nap. <laughs> I forgot that dude's name. Joe Zimmerman. Have you ever watched his stand-up? Isn't that the guy that shot the kid? <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> his last name is Zimmerman. I know. I'm just making fun of you, dude. It might, it, it might. Do I have his first name wrong? I don't know. I think it may be George Zimmerman's the guy oh, that okay, shot the yeah, kid. George. I was like, fuck it. Maybe it is. <laughs> <laughs> but no, he has a really funny bit about uh, how to get away from animals. And it's like sea turtles. <laughs> just you just want to you just want to continue walking away. <laughs> <laughs> and it's that's always something that's like scary, but also exciting about the whole writing process is like when you want to try something new or try a really new premise or something that's really you really have to put a lot of thought into. It's always just it makes it scary when you go on stage. It hmm. does not pan out well. Yeah, like I, I was that. doing that bit I told you about where I had written like a bunch of different like ASMR like channels that should exist after mm-hmm. seeing like bullshit like hairstylist ASMR shit. So I was That's like, thing. so I was like, uh, I was like, well, maybe we should have Alex Jones one or like the chemicals in the water. <laughs> or then I had one where I was like, let's do movie scenes. And I was like, let's just do zero dark 30 where you have little driplets of water and going, tell us where Osama is. Tell us where Osama is. That sounds good. And so I was like, I, I was laughing my ass off writing that. And then in the long run, I was like, oh, no, that's me. That's not it. I remember one time I tested, you know, that time traveler joke I told you yeah. where I was messing with stoners. Uh, a friend of mine helped expand me. Expand on that. I had an expansion on that. I had another half of that joke. And I had written it in um, this other part that a friend of mine helped me write. And then I we were like crying from laughing because we thought it was so hilarious. But then like, I think like hours before I went on stage, I tested it with somebody else and they were like, are you really going to say something like that on stage? And I was like, oh God, really? And then I thought about it and I was like, I think this is really dark and fucked up. I'm not going to say it here. I'll tell you after when we're done recording. What pussy ass bitch were you telling it to? What pussy ass bitch was <laughs> I telling it to? It was my mom, dude. Shut up. <laughs> it was my mom, dude. Shut up. It's like, mom, come in and hear my 9-11 joke. <laughs> they, they, that was their reaction? You're really going to say that on stage? Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, it's the point. I don't get that. That's crazy. Well, just like, I mean... It's just scary sometimes because, you know, you really don't know what kind of reaction you're going to get. I'm surprised I survived through any time I've told that raccoon joke. Just don't be. I mean, that's, but that's the point of comedy is to try things out. Oh, yeah. 
Then so I definitely want to like, try it out more. Don't be afraid of the fucking eighteen year olds at at eight oh six. They're not gonna. But do I shit. think that's what's funny is like a lot of my really 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 dark stuff, like that raccoon joke, mm. has worked out well when we've been to like that biker bar. Yeah, exactly. And where we've been to places with like a a much more like older audience because they've been through shit. They've yeah. experienced life. Yeah. They they're not afraid to laugh at things that are funny. Like, well, plus I think for them they just they they're they've also like you said they've experienced enough to know that. Yeah when somebody's joking around yeah exactly and then we're in we're part of a group i've seen people like peers on facebook being like oh if if you're punching down then you're just not funny if you're if you're picking on this certain group a minority group who struggles then that you're not you're not actually being a comedian you're just being a dick and it's just like you don't understand comedy at yeah, all you, you don't, don't know what the fuck you don't you're get talking what you're, about yeah you don't get what you're talking about <laughs> And then at the same time, but what's funny is like there's the hypocrisy in that because it's like, well, you can't just beat down, you know, you can't just uh, talk down on somebody mm-hmm. like that because you think that you're better than them when it's just comedy. Yeah. And then they're the same people that are like, you fucking ignorant moron. And it's like, <laughs> aren't you doing the same shit, but you're actually serious about it? I don't, I don't believe in, in the concept of punching down. I don't think. I don't believe in the concept of punching. I, I think, don't think I've ever seen. An, I don't. I think all the footage of punching is fake. If you think everyone's equal, and then you say someone's punching down, then you're contradicting yourself. Yeah. So like, I think I think everyone's equal. I think everyone should be criticized equally. Yeah. Or made fun of equally. So that's, and I think a lot of comedy should have. I think a lot of comedy should have that egalitarian perspective on it. Exactly. Where it's just, I feel like it's. I mean, I do understand there's limits. Like, you definitely don't want to say something that's pretty much not a joke or like times we've talked before where it's like just saying something like edgy isn't a joke. You have to, it has to be like a setup and a punchline. If you're just saying something that's edgy just to be edgy, then it's not really funny. Exactly. But at the same time, there is definitely lines that can be crossed. Like if you just say something really, really like off the walls, Mm -hmm. like just straight up mean pretty much. But at the same time, it's like there needs to be like much looser rain on comedy. You need to let it flourish more. I think there there is a loose rain. They're trying to censor it, but they can't. Yeah, it's, they're gonna fail. Which is funny too, because like the newer comics that I'm seeing, like on Comedy Central, you can see over time which ones are evolving based on that. Mm-hmm. Where they think like, okay. I'm not going to joke about that at all. I'm not going to joke about this. Yeah. Or instead they choose to instead make fun of the topic itself. They just divert it to just self-roasting, which mm-hmm. honestly is a good method. It's a good way to win an yeah. audience is, um, what do they call it? Uh, self-deprecation. Mm-hmm. But that's only going to carry you on for so long. Yeah, self-deprecation gets gets It gets old quick. quick. Exactly. Like I said, that's just one of my things with like, comedy is I always want to write jokes that don't necessarily poke like you know like it's not really like a bullying kind of joke yeah that's like you know just like yeah these people suck blah blah blah. but it's more of making fun of the topic itself and then when i do self-deprecation it's more of making fun of myself for not you know for for being an idiot in those situations if you you craft it well enough you can make fun of anyone like uh oh yeah like andrew shoals he's probably one of my favorite comics right now oh yeah he had that joke he had the joke about trannies and like I feel like most comics right now would be like, oh, 2019, I can't even say the word tranny on stage. Oh, yeah. But he crafted it so well and so Tom perfectly. Segura did that, still has that whole joke oh, yeah. about it, how he met a midget. Tom Segura is legendary at that. Yeah. Tom Segura's not afraid to say shit. So those are the guys. Joe are, Rogan ain't afraid to say shit because he knows nobody wants, to, nobody wants to <laughs> tango with Joe Rogan. That's true. That's true. You want to get up here and fight me? 
Joe Rogan. I have years of Sasquatch research to prove you wrong. He's not even in my top ten comedians, but he's I still, not. I love him as a as a podcast. As I'd say, his podcast is on my top ten of those. Yeah, definitely. But like uh, Joey Diaz, I don't I don't find his stand up funny, but he's he's not afraid to say whatever the fuck. I he like wants. him as a personality. Yeah, I love his personality, but like I'll I'll watch his stand up clips and I won't laugh at all. But I'm just like I still fuck I still fuck with you. That happens a lot with some comedians for me where I'll watch their stand up and I just won't laugh. But I I love watching them like in interviews. I love watching them being personalities. Hell yeah! Like Eric Andre's stand up isn't that great in my opinion <laughs> the only time i've seen her do stand-up was where he was like i just did the worst set of all time and then he runs outside and like kicks a baby <laughs> <laughs> but like i i like him as a personality and i like how when people are trying to give him interviews for shit and he just won't take it serious mm. I, I i definitely like comedians that are like that that on a cut through people's passive aggressive bullshit yeah like that uh i forgot that guy's name tom green yeah i feel like uh tom green was a lot like that he was one of the first to do it that way that i saw anyway yeah that's oh wait andy uh kaufman have you seen his shit yeah that guy was crazy. one of one of my favorite like comedy bits of all time was uh my voice just cracked no there's some teenager asmr for you don't let me let me go to my room mom that sounds oddly sexual it does well, i yeah. guess all asmr does i was about to say in a certain way it probably is <laughs> Like, one of my favorite comedy bits Andy Kaufman ever did was this Mighty Mouse routine. You ever see that? I don't think so. It's this bit he did on SNL where he's just standing very quietly on the stage, and there's just this awkward silence, and nobody knows what he's doing. And he goes over to this uh, record player, and he puts the record on, and it's playing the Mighty Mouse theme song. And he's just standing there very quietly with his arms like this, just looking at everybody. And then all of a sudden, when it when the part of the Mighty Mouse song where the song goes, "Here I come to save the day," he like gets very like loud and he moves his hand and sings along with it. And then mm. as soon as that part's done, he just goes back to this. <laughs> you gotta look it up. It's 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 hilarious. That's awesome. I th- it's just cool that he was doing that in an era where no one was. You know, like he's yeah. like just on stage and experimenting and just fucking with people. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I've heard a lot about. Uh, Lenny Bruce, but I've never watched him. Yeah, me neither. But I heard he was doing a lot of... He was doing that in, like, the 60s. Yeah. And, like, he was getting banned from places. And I think that's why I like Eric Andre's show so much, because it's, like, it's coming from an era where those late-night hosts are very censored, or they very box themselves in, and Mm. they're like, I'm not going to ask this kind of question to my guest. I'm just going to stay away from this and this and that. And then Eric's, like, asking ridiculous off-the-wall questions that not only would you not ask as a celebrity guest, but you wouldn't ask anybody. (laughs) Like that one I always joke around with you with where he's like, John Wayne once said, I will believe in white supremacy until blacks educate themselves to a point of responsibility. Why did you retweet that, ma'am? And she's like, I did not retweet that. And he's like, well, no, this is what it says right here. And his note card's got a swastika written on it. <laughs> no, that is hilarious. So it's like this off the wall shit is really good. Because again, it's it's sort of like a, like a counterculture kind of comedy. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's more of making fun of people's uncomfortableness with yeah. things or one of my favorite on the street bits he did was uh this thing where he was doing uh free smoothies in Times square and everybody was coming up and he's like hey free smoothies who wants a free smoothie and he's like what do you what do you want and they're like all right banana mango and he goes all right banana mango here it comes and he just takes his hand and shoves it in the blender and like blood <laughs> explodes everywhere and he's going ah! and they're all looking at him and he goes why did you ask for this <laughs> Oh, uh, that's ridiculous. That's funny as hell, though. But yeah, that's uh, 
that's something that most I think most people are turned off to that type of comedy. I think until they like look into it more. Yeah, and I think at the same time, it's really good too for like, I guess, awakening people to like the true nature of some celebrities too, because a lot of celebrities when they come on, like talk shows like that, they just want to be playful and they want to be you know mm. in it and all even though they really just don't give a fuck it's and like one of the best their, ones it's all about their ego yeah and yeah. one of the best ones you'll see for eric andre show is when he talks to seth rogan because like the first when seth rogan comes up there he's doing like the i can't do seth rogan that was cookie monster that was cookie monster were you about to say sesame street i was on sesame street anyway so it was him on there, and he was just starting to do, like, how's everybody doing? <laughs> <laughs> and then Eric just starts going hardcore into him, and he's just, like, I think one of the questions he asked him was, like, do you think Woody Allen should be Chinese castrated so he'll stop jerking off his ex-kids? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> and, and then at that point, he's just, he goes so awkward with it, and then he just becomes, like, so anti the situation it's just like i've never seen seth rogan behave like that where he's just like you know fuck this man i don't really need to fuck this show i don't need this shit and it, it, it's kind of like a true nature kind of wake up thing i mean yeah. not like it'd be a, you know it's not like it's unjustified to be annoyed in that situation it's totally justified it but just it's like pulls them out of character yeah it's just like when you see them kind of come out of character like that you kind of see the true nature for a lot of people nice. and uh like one of the things eric andre did with them was like hey do you uh and he goes, do you, and he goes, you're married, right? And Seth's like, yeah. And he goes, so do you? And he goes, do you? And he goes, do you have sex? Do you have sex with that poor woman? <laughs> <laughs> and then Seth just goes, well, I don't know if I'd call her a poor woman. That's not what I'm saying. And then Eric just goes, well, I'm not talking monetarily. I'm just talking like what you put her through. <laughs> and he's like, yeah. And he goes, so he goes, so you touch your, because you touch your vagina. And he goes, yeah. She goes, and she touches your pee pee. He goes. Well, yeah, she touches my pee-pee. I mean, not my literal piss. I don't piss on my wife. That's what I'm saying here. And then they, they edit in, like, audience applauding, and he's just like, so it's like, can I just promote something and just get out of here? I'm how just does, done. How does he keep people from knowing it's a joke? Like, I feel like well, he, at some point he's got to be too big and everyone's got to be in on it, right? They have to, and he said it's it's hard work every season as he gets more and more big for him to, like, get people that are famous yeah. to come on not knowing. Yeah. But he said a lot of the times he does get people who know about the show and they still either have fun with it or they still get freaked out by it. Like Jack Black really? watched Jack Black was a huge fan of his show and he got Jack Black on there. Jack Black still got freaked out. Like they got a bird to poop on him. <laughs> they got, uh, they got him hooked up to a lie detector test and they were just like, what did you eat for breakfast? And he's like, I don't remember. And then they just shock him until eventually they just keep shocking him no matter what he's saying. And he's like, I didn't even say anything. <laughs> and they just keep shocking him. That's hilarious. But there's a lot of people that have fun with that show, and I think even for people that don't, where they really want to fuck with somebody, they have to get somebody who's like not that famous, or mm -hmm. somebody who's famous and just doesn't know about it. Yeah. And it's hard to do that, because a lot of times when they hear like, oh, this is what happens to your show, like mm -hmm. this, you're going on the show, and they have to research what the interviews are like. Yeah, definitely. That's what so, I was going to say, like, you're, if your agent books it, he's definitely going to be like, hey. Eric, has, Eric has said in interviews that he's gotten a lot of agents fired. Really? Yeah, he's gotten a lot of agents <laughs> fired. It's awesome. The one of the, he said the most infamous one he had fired was Lauren Conrad, uh, her agent. I don't even know if she wasn't she on like a reality show on yeah, a TV or I something. Yeah, I think it was like The Hills. Yeah. But did you, did you see what he did on her show? No. Did he poop on her? No. Close. Close. <laughs> what he did was uh, he got 
Hannibal to distract her for a second mm. and be like, oh, yeah, I think Hannibal said, I want to give a quick shout out to Christina Applegate. And they just started applauding for Christina Applegate. And then when she looks back at Eric, he put a bunch of like um, oatmeal in his mouth to look like uh, vomit. Mm. And so he just goes, and vomits all over his desk. And then he just act like no, he just acts like nothing's going on, and he just leans over and is like, "Lauren, so what have you been up to lately?" <laughs> and starts slurping it up off the desk, and she just goes, "Nope," and she gets up and walks away, <laughs> which is something that's pretty common. He said that happens a lot of the time when he's interviewing people on that show. Mm-hmm. He says like, "Well, a lot of people storm off pretty early on," mm-hmm. and then he said, "But we were convincing him like, oh, the show's just gonna get, you know, that's just how zany our show is, mm-hmm. like that." And he goes, "We always give him the low level shit at first. And he said, that's just how zany our show is, and it's fine. Just come back and sit down. And he said, eventually, when they get him to sit back down, that's when they start doing, like, going hardcore into it. Or they start cool. having the naked PA come out so he can yeah. beat the shit out of him. How does he recover, like, uh, when the situation gets extremely awkward? I need to watch that show. There was one dude that tried to kick his ass. Yeah, I was going to say, how does he not get his ass beat all the time? There was, there was this one dude, I think he was from The Sopranos, that was on there. And the guy had his own pasta sauce that he was selling now. And he was on some sort of IFC show. And Eric just goes, hey, can we do an ad for your pasta sauce on our show real quick? And he goes, yeah, sure. And then Eric just goes, get that naked PA out here right now. <laughs> and they get holding the pasta sauce. And he, go, he takes the pasta sauce and he goes, Uncle Steve's pasta sauce. Pasta so good you can taste it with your balls. And he dips his whole junk in this jar and then Eric just goes, I said your balls, not your penis, get it right! And, like, kicks his ass and, like, throws him out. And then he's just, and then the, the guest is like, I don't really like what you did with my pasta sauce there, man. And then <laughs> and then the last bit Eric does is he comes out with a microphone and holds it up to his his penis. And he, go, and he goes to this guest's penis and he goes, hey, Steve's penis, have you been dormant for years? And then Steve just gets up and pushes him back. And he's like, I'm going to beat the first guest to fuck you up. And the whole time Eric's like trying not to laugh. And he's like, wait, 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 wait. And then he like, I think Eric ends up backing into one of the guest chairs. Mm. And this dude just flips the chair with Eric in it. Damn, that's awesome. But yeah, there's plenty of people that are like, I had to kick your fucking ass. Yeah, they have to without what the outrageous shit he does. Yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy he's alive yeah <laughs> it's crazy he's alive at some of the stuff he does in public like i've i i mean this people who listen to this have already heard me on here talking about when he was at the republican national convention yeah. and he fucked with alex jones like that was a good time that i don't know how you do that like that's what makes him such a brave comic to yeah. be able to just go i'm gonna say this ridiculous shit in front of people that are already angry for the l- tiniest of reasons mm-hmm. and, like, i'm already here for the i'm just here for the karaoke uh, open mic or yeah something. he's like i'm here for zootopia tickets <laughs> Oh, classic. Are you anti-abortion? Because I'm Uncle Uncle Abortion. abortion. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's fun. That's a good time. Yeah, it's it's insane with comics like that that really just really go not just all out for the sake of going all out, but they go all out knowing that it's going to get a reaction. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a lot of work. I think it's a lot of bravery too in a sense like you have to be willing because like there's a guarantee with all the shit eric andre's done he's had to have taken at least like one or two ass beatings in his whole career probably more than that yeah <laughs> so i feel like you have to be somebody who's ready to get your ass beat yeah he's crazy does this show still go and it hasn't been back since season four. Oh, I need to so, watch it i need to go find clips of it it's on hulu if you haven't they have the whole series i'm about to pay for it because i heard uh Always Sunny just 
the new season's on Hulu now. Yeah, it's been on Hulu for like the last like three months. No. Yeah. Because I checked two months ago, it wasn't on there. Oh, okay. Well, then I don't know what I'm fucking talking about. You won. <laughs> Thank you. You've won the debate. I win. I win, everybody. Fuck we should game. just. I was gonna say we were having fun with the just throwing in random like improv scenarios. I want to just do, <laughs> just give you fever dream scenarios. So you're running for president, and you show up to the debate, but then you show up and nobody's there, and the only person in the audience is is uh, Donald Trump and Joe Biden. I'm gonna have a good time. Oh yeah, I'm down. I want to talk to both of them. Yeah, but you don't get to debate them. You have to debate. Um, <laughs> you have to debate uh, a talking fish. The one from American Dad. Oh, and um I think he's gay. And one of the characters from Sausage Party. I haven't watched that movie. The talking hot dog. Rate uh rate Sausage Party. Scale one to ten. That's a five. Hmm. Because I liked the premise and the animation was really good, but the comedy was comedy wasn't as very lasting. Like most of the time when I would laugh at the comedy I'd be like, huh? That's funny. Makes sense. I really wouldn't. I didn't have any really big like laughs, laughs. What's the best comedy you've seen in like a long time? Best comedy movie? Yeah, like in the last, like in this decade, in the 2010s. What was like the best comedy you've seen so far in the 2010s? Oh, the 2010s. The last one, the last one I really liked a lot was Deadpool 2. Um, what else? What else is there? Uh, Due Date was really funny. That was oh, that yeah. was that was pretty much a remake. Of what? Of, uh, Planes, trains, and automobiles. I think so. Is what they were saying. It's a reboot of that, in a huh. sense, or it was paying homage to it. I would say it was probably paying homage to it because I don't think it has the same premise. But yeah, I think. But uh, Dude Eight is so good. Yeah, Zach Galifianakis' his, his sense of humor is awesome. I love that guy, and I like uh, Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, he's he's sarcastically hilarious. He's gonna be playing Doctor Doolittle. Really? Yeah. That'll be cool. That sounds that sounds really awesome. What's another? I'm trying to think of more comedies. Um, I really liked uh, This Is Forty. This is forty with Paul Rudd, and uh, I don't know if I saw that one. It's it's really funny. Role it's models a, is a good one. Roles. Oh my god! I'm mean, obviously The Hangover was probably one of the best movies I've ever seen. I actually watched that a few nights ago. Oh yeah, I didn't uh, I didn't get into the sequels very. Sequels much. sucked. But the, the original idea was great. What about that? How would you, on a scale of 1 to 10, rate The Hangover? Probably like a 7 or 8. 7 or 8? Yeah. That was pretty, that was pretty high. Yeah. What? How about movie. this? Let me ask you this. What would be like a 9 to a 10 for you? 9 to a 10. Uh, Rush Hour 2. Really? Yeah. Oh, man. I love Rush Hour. All three movies, I think, nailed it. Yeah, they were all good. I just... Two, I, two was probably the best one. Two had the most humor, and three was kind of like, yeah. Three, I, I think three was one of those things where they waited too long to make the sequel. Yeah, but, they waited way too long. But I still think they pulled it off. Like I'm, I'm almost certain that Zombieland Two is not going to work out. Oh, Zombieland was an awesome movie. That's a great one. Too. That's another good comedy from like the last ten years. That was two thousand nine. The I like the fact that they had Bill Murray for like twenty seconds. Yeah. <laughs> Do you hear about the early screenings for Zombieland Two? No. They uh they were saying it's pretty much like the it's going the same route like Dumb and Dumber Two went or like Super Troopers Two went, mm-hmm. where they're just relying on all the jokes from the first movie. I was gonna say Super Troopers, but that didn't come out in the last ten years. And then um, it came out in like oh three or something. But then they uh, apparently instead of Bill Murray, they're doing Dan Aykroyd. They have Dan Aykroyd in this one. Mm. They're really just doing the same plot. 
That's what I thought. I was like, really? You got to do that? Are you just going to go down the list of Ghostbusters? Yeah, really- You're going to have Harold <laughs> Ramis as a zombie? Really go for it? That's the thing with sequels is they always try to outdo them. Yeah. Like, but- we got to be extra excessive. Well, I think for that, too, is like a lot of times when they do a sequel after the movie's been done like a long time ago, their instinct is to just be like, well, let's just remind everybody what the first movie is, mm-hmm. and then let's just hope that's enough of a, of a enough of a movie. Let's let that write it. Let's let the room, first movie write for us. And that's why, like, I still think, like, a, later on at the end of this year, I'm going to do a podcast episode for, like, the best movies of the decade. Step Brothers is a 9 or 10. Is that yeah. The, is that in the last decade? I think I think it's, like, 2008. Oh, well, never mind. <laughs> but, like, I still think one of, the, I still, in my opinion, one of the best movies of the decade, if not the best movie of this decade, was Blade Runner 2049. I haven't seen it. I haven't even seen the original. You got to watch the original. You have to make sure you watch the right cut of the original. There's, like, three different cuts. There's the theatrical, there's the director's, and then there's the final cut. There's the emo cut. Yes. Yes. I'm there's the that. haircut. Mm, the haircut. But, no, the final cut's the best version to watch of the original, but this sequel was so good because it... It recognized the original, but at the same time, it, like, built a whole new, like, a whole new, like, foundation on it. It created this whole new world of, like, the future for itself. Is that that movie Counter Reeves is going to be in? No, that's not a movie. That's a video game. That's oh, uh, Cyberpunk. That's why it was animated like that. I didn't, yeah, I, I he's going to be in a video game. That's uh, Cyberpunk 2077, hmm. which I can definitely understand the confusion between Cyberpunk and Cyberpunk 2077 and Blade Runner 2049. Uh, what do you think about everyone jumping on Keanu Reeves in that sec in the last few months? I mean, it's just, I mean, I think everybody's thought that about Keanu Reeves. I just think it's just come back into discussion because of John Wick being out and then him being in cyberpunk. And then when stuff, when Keanu Reeves gets in the spot like that, like that, everybody just starts remembering how cool he is. What do you so, think about uh, Bill and Ted's most excellent adventure? Well, it's a great movie. Scale one to 10. Scale one to 10. Oh, um, I'd probably give it a seven. Mm, not bad, not bad. I, they're talking about redoing it. I don't know if they're they're actually talking about it or if that's just fans going like they should redo it. They're doing a, a sequel. Nice. But they're but again they're doing it with like Keanu Reeves mm-hmm. and I forgot the name of the guy that was the other one. Yeah, I don't but, remember his name either. <laughs> blonde but, guy. Yeah, blonde guy. I mean, now at this point he's probably bald guy. But they're like super old now, and I'm like that kind of defeats the purpose of Bill and Ted because they're like teenagers. The purpose. What's the deal with <laughs> Bill and Ted? I don't get it. Oh, How man. did you bring back all those people from time? I don't get it. Let's talk about the Joker. The movie? I'm excited about it. Oh hell yeah! I don't know if uh, someone was saying because I just watched the trailer and then I watched someone like break down the trailer. I've watched that trailer on loop like a bajillion times. And they were saying like the child who's he's making smiles actually. Bruce like, Wayne. Yeah. Which which means like the Joker is at least thirty years older than than Batman. Is that like consistent? There's no there's no Batman. Well, I mean no Batman yet. Yeah. My theory I did have a theory with it that a lot of other people had online for like the background of it. I don't think they'll actually do it in the movie, but like a nice little is the same joker in that universe for ben affleck's batman and like jared leto's the joker it's mm-hmm. he's also the joker but he was a joker around the time when bruce wayne's coming up and then once he's older and he sees bruce wayne with like robin he's corrupts robin and turns robin into the new joker so jared leto's joker used to be robin but oh. joaquin phoenix's joker corrupts him and turns him into that into that joker interesting i like that theory I don't like Jared Leto's uh, Joker at all. Yeah, I don't, I don't like, like it that much. 
but I'm excited about Joaquin Phoenix as Joker. His laugh actually sounds really like intense and menacing. Yeah, I like I like the idea of just getting into like his state of mind. Yeah, treating it more like a a person who goes insane more than a person who's just a clown like that. Like I, I really like when they go in depth with that character. For sure. Especially a character that's normally just doesn't have an origin, which is insane. They go so in depth with a character that pretty much has no origin story. Mm. I mean, if you can take in maybe like some of the other ones, like a lot of the story for this one's borrowed from like the uh, the Killing Joke comic book, where there's kind of an origin for him, but then when you find out later on that it might be a false memory, you don't really know if that's his origin. Mm. It's like a maybe thing, but and he I, starts out as an open mic comedian. Yeah, he starts out as a comedian. <laughs> That just doesn't do well, and then he's also like a clown on the side. And Gary Goldman's in that movie. Really? Yeah. He retweeted it because he's in the trailer for like 0.2 seconds. Uh-huh. He's like the one guy on stage. Oh, really? In that one, in the trailer, yeah. That's cool. Um, I don't know if he has any lines. But I, I didn't, I didn't, I'm not for sure if that kid in the trailer is Bruce Wayne. The only one I know fairly for certain was Thomas Wayne's in the trailer, his dad. Nice. Because you know that part where there's the people being uh, that are talking on TV, mm. and they're like, what kind of coward and like does oh, something yeah, that, that cold-blooded yeah it's thomas wayne which is funny because alec baldwin was supposed to, supposed to play thomas wayne that would have been weird yeah i'm glad they didn't go with that <laughs> i can't take but i'm i'm really glad they went with robert de niro robert de niro was a good choice especially since robert de niro's thomas wayne no he's not thomas wayne but robert de niro is like uh he's kind of like the johnny carson in the context of the show oh yeah yeah yeah. because he's because uh, the show's supposed i mean the movie's supposed to take place in like the 70s so He's supposed to be like the Johnny Carson kind of ideal. He's not playing Johnny Carson, but he's like a late night host. And it's so cool to see like a 70s vibe with the Joker as well, especially with the colors of his suit. Yeah, definitely. And that makes it really interesting. And you can see a lot of the uh, Scorsese elements in there, which is funny because Scorsese was supposed to be a bigger part of this production, but he had to drop out. Oh, really? But a lot of this movie is uh, inspired by King of Comedy, which is a stand-up movie that Scorsese made with Robert De Niro. That sounds cool. I need, to, I need to see that. It's really good. It's like this guy who really wants to be a comedian, like the best comedian of all time, but he obsesses over this like this dude that really is the best comedian of all time, and it's played by Jerry Lewis. Mm-hmm. And he's just trying to obsess about getting his own late-night bit, like his own late-night stand-up set. But I'm... Um, that's all I'm gonna say. I really think you should watch it. Hell yeah! And it's a, it's inspired by that, but you can see all of these other Scorsese inspired things, like even the way the film's shot and mm-hmm. all of the way like the music is used throughout the trailer. And it feels a lot like a Taxi Driver when you see scenes like that scene where you see him dyeing his own hair in the mirror. Taxi Driver. You never seen Taxi Driver? It's on Netflix, man. Watch it with Queen Latifah. No. <laughs> Yeah, the ta- taxi driver were Queen <laughs> and Jimmy Fallon. Taxi driver's an old movie, right? Yeah, it's the one with uh, Robert De Niro. Mm. And it's that one where he has the mohawk. And that's where it, the, are you talking to me? That's where that comes from. Really? Yeah, because he's standing in the mirror and he's pointing the gun around. And he's like, well, you talking to me? You talking to me? I don't see anybody else here. Must be nice. talking to me. Okay. See, there's so many movies I need to watch. I'm probably not going to watch them, though. Interesting. Interesting stuff. What's, uh, I forgot to ask you, uh, a comedy that you would give a 9 or 10? Did we, did we ask, do I have to No, I don't think so. What's a comedy that I would give a 9 or a 10? Yeah. 
I think it's kind of harder to um, scale comedies like that. I think comedies are some of the hardest movies to make. And definitely for somebody like me that wants to be a critic and like whenever I do reviews on my podcast, I want to be as like objective as possible. Mm. And comedy's so subjective. Stop beating around the bush. <laughs> Answer the fucking question. <laughs> a nine or a ten for me would be like uh, Tommy Boy. That's a nine out of ten oh, for yeah. me. Uh, Super bad is a ten out of ten for me. Um, Elf is up there. It's a nine. Then, Legendary. Uh, Blazing Saddles is a nine. I haven't seen that one. You never seen Blazing Saddles? No, I haven't. Dude, you are missing <laughs> out. It Probably. is one of the funniest fucking things I've ever seen in my whole life. Hear no evil, see no evil. Have you seen that? Yeah. That's a great one. Yeah. Just thought about that one. Then, um, I love a lot of Mel Brooks movies. I mean, sometimes I think a lot of them go way overrated. Like, I think Spaceballs is overrated. That would, Spaceballs is funny. I think it's funny, but I, I think that's more like I think it's more like a six out of ten for me. Um, I'm trying to think of other comedies that would be a really big nine out of ten. Um, Forty uh, Year Old Virgin is a nine. Yeah, that's a great one. That's a nine. And let's see. I think Role Models would be an eight. I was about to say nine, but Role Models is an eight for me. Good shit. Um. Talladega Nights would be just barely a nine in my opinion. I forgot about Talladega Nights. It would just barely be a nine. It's a great one. A lot of Will Ferrell movies. And Judd Apatow movies. Judd Apatow makes some of the best. It's so funny to, it's so weird to put Judd Apatow in that kind of a box because it's like for him he really tries to make like dramedies. It's like half drama. Like Knocked Up. Yeah, like Knocked Up, which is funny that you haven't seen uh, This Is 40 because This Is 40 is a spinoff from Knocked Up. Oh, hell yeah. Because it's uh, the family of Catherine Heigl's. Uh, it's like a Catherine Heigl's sister, her family. And nice. so it's it's really cool. It's a, that one's that one's really funny, but again, that one's like funny and then it'll be serious for a while and then it'll mm. be funny or the comedy's very uh natural and it's very realistic kind of comedy. What did you think about the movie Funny People? Cuz I was bored as fuck. I, might, I love that movie. I might need to rewatch it. That's one of my <laughs> that's one of my favorite Judd Apatow movies. I love it. But sometimes, but again, I don't love it because it's like, oh, it's such a funny movie. Yeah. I just love it because I could tell Judd Apatow really put his heart into the writing of that. Nice. I think I need to watch it again because I've done that with movies before. Like the first time I watched Step Brothers, I didn't think it was funny. Yeah. And then I went back and watched it. I was like, oh, this is one of the funniest movies I've ever seen. You know what experience I had that with? Uh, Planet of the Apes. Mm, I haven't the, seen any of those. The reboots because I just like I remember I fought, I saw the one with James Franco. Roseanne's when I first not came a fan. In. What? Roseanne's not a fan. <laughs> <laughs> Roseanne reviews Planet of the Apes zero out of ten. <laughs> Too many apes. Um, I I I watched the first one with James Franco when it first came out, and I remember thinking like, oh, this isn't that good, and blah, blah, blah. and I came back like when the year when the third one came out, the last one, and I was like, maybe I should try these again because I don't want to insult something or criticize something that I really don't know what I'm talking about. And so I went and rewatched the first one. And I was like, okay, it's okay. It's not bad. This is maybe like a five or six out of ten. And then I saw the second one, which was Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. And that one blew my fucking mind. And I saw it and I was like, these movies are fucking like eight to nines out of ten. That Dawn of the Planet of the Apes is an eight. And then War for the Planet of the Apes was a nine, in my opinion. What do you think about it being based on a true story in the future? Is that is that what it's gonna be like? Yeah. All right, kids, tune on, tune into our documentary, <laughs> War for the Planet of the Apes. Uh, exactly. 
No, I'm, it makes me more excited about this new Batman movie now that I've seen these Planet of the Apes movies. There's another Batman movie? Yeah, they're making a new Batman. Oh, my. Oh, yeah, with fucking Robert, Robert Pattinson. Yeah, fuck that dude. No, I, I have faith in it. Like I said, I think when it comes to superhero movies, specifically Batman movies, the success of who's playing Batman is all in the hands of the director. Who's the director? Matt Reeves. He's the one who made the second and third of these Planet of the Apes movies. What el- What else is he known for? I'm trying to remember. I can look him up. Uh, Google him. Do you know anything about the new Batman? Like who the enemy will be? No, that's it's way too early on. They haven't said anything. I remember the theories a while back were that it was going to be Deathstroke with uh, Joe Manganiello coming back to play him again. That'd be cool. Wait, he's played him already? Yeah, he played him in Justice League. They made a Justice League movie? Yes. Holy shit. They made a Justice League movie. That was Ben Affleck's last movie. That was Henry Cavill's last movie before he quit. And then... I'm out of the loop. The post credit scene was him was... Uh, Wait, so who'd they fight in Justice League? Uh, Steppenwolf. I don't even know who the fuck that is. It's pretty much just like a minion for the real villain. Like, you know those minions in Infinity War? Mm-hmm. It's like those. It's like just fighting one of those for a whole movie, which was stupid. But at the end, they had a post credit scene where Lex Luthor gets broken out of prison. And then it's Deathstroke coming up, and they show him, like, taking his helmet off and mm-hmm. gray hair. People say I look like him. I don't believe him. He's way harder than me. I think it's a lot more like the facial structure. I can see it. It's not It's not something I would see, say it, like, at first. But it's not, like, a first thought I would have. But after hearing that, yeah. There's a Batman trailer on YouTube. Is this real? No, it's not. Oh, okay. They haven't even started filming yet. Or I don't know if they're filming here. Let me see. They're probably in production, but they're yeah, they're in pre-production right now. They're out oh, they filming. They show Robert Pattinson with a goatee on here. In those individuals who believe they are heroes. That's taken from Glass. Oh, okay. I was gonna say that looks familiar. Remember Someone's when we saw Glass? Either yeah, that movie was awesome. That movie was actually really fun. Matt Reeves also directed Let Me In. You ever see that vampire movie Let Me In? No. No, you probably shouldn't. It's gory. Stop talking to me like I'm a child. <laughs> it's really gory. It's rated R, Matt. That's what I was trying. Mom. I was trying to warn you before we went to see uh, Hellboy. I was like, just so you know, this word, this is Heckboy. <laughs> you need to be prepared. You need to be prepared, just man. So you know, he knows the devil. So. He knows the devil. Him, him and the devil are pretty tight together. You gotta say a prayer while you're watching. <laughs> say a prayer while you're watching it. Bring a rosary. Bring a rosary. Close your eyes. Say your Hail Marys. <laughs> Hellberry, full of grace. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna throw holy water at you before the last scene. Yo, last night I was playing the that Devil May Cry reboot game. And it's so fucking weird having a game where like you have guns that shoot holy water. Is that a thing? It's like a gun where it's like holy water bullets. I've never played those, but I know they were really popular. They're super fun. They're really fun if you like doing games where like you have like a sword and shit and like fight demons, but you get the option to be really stylized with it. Nice. So you have basic attacks, but like if you're able to mix it up and know your combos, it looks super cool. That's awesome. I've Especially always wanted to play God of War because that always they always look like they had cool combos. The new one or the original? Any of them? I've never played any of them. They're always on PlayStation, and I was always always had an Xbox. Do you have an Xbox still? No, I sold it. I don't have. I don't Dude, have I just gaming. sold mine yesterday. I don't have any gaming systems. I just sold mine yesterday. I sold I'm my selling... Xbox and bought a Roku for thirty bucks. Really? Yeah. <laughs> so I could watch Stranger Things. I sold uh, I sold my Xbox. I'm keeping my PlayStation. I'll die with that thing. You had both? Yeah. 
but uh, I sold my I sold my Xbox just the other day. I'm about to sell all my games. About to sell for my it. ass. Yeah, I saw the Facebook ad. I was a little bit disturbed. <laughs> um, but I sold a I sold my Xbox, and then now I'm going to um sell the games. And then after I sell the games, I'm gonna try to get a Switch. Blade. Yeah, Switch Blade. Hell yeah! I want to threaten cool. people in the streets to get money. <laughs> <laughs> no, I want to get a Switch to like beat my children. That's fun. It looks really cool, Nintendo Switch. I thought there's a lot of cool things to do with it. Yeah. And like uh, like Kimmy and I were talking about getting a really cool uh, Pokemon game on there, and just uh, playing Pokemon. Bunch of dorks. But y'all can play at the same time because your controller breaks into pieces. Yeah, it does. That's it's cool. the first good, it's the first gaming console you can break. <laughs> I think they saw those people breaking their PS4 controllers out of rage, and they were like, "Try it now, bitches!" <laughs> you have to be extra angry to break. <laughs> you have to be controller. extra angry. <laughs> Grab a hammer. Oh man, Switch, that is funny Switch as fuck, cool. bro. I'm excited for. I think I'm probably gonna buy whatever console comes out next, whatever PlayStation comes out with next. It's gonna have to be PlayStation. It's up until E3 of this year. Uh, Xbox has been playing catch up. But just, this year, Xbox really pulled it off Really, at E3 because they were showcasing a lot of games, oh, yeah. a lot of good games. Sony just kind of phoned it in. They didn't really do much. I only want to play the next Grand Theft Auto. So. That's going to take a while. Yeah. That new Avengers game looks kind of cool, though. I haven't looked at any like new video games. But you saw that Cyberpunk thing with Keanu Reeves. Yeah, I saw That someone, game is going to be amazing. I didn't see any gameplay. I just saw like, a clip they haven't of re- it. They haven't released gameplay yet. I just saw like the artwork, and I thought it was a movie. They're supposed to release gameplay later on uh, next few months. Nice. Comic-Con's here, though. They're about to start releasing trailers. For what? Video games? Uh, sometimes video games, mostly new movies. Mm. And then Marvel's going to announce their next phase of movies that they have planned. So they're gonna. So we're going to know what the plan is for those next movies. What's a 2019 movie you're excited about? Or a 2020 movie? A 2020 movie. Yeah. Because um, I know you're into that shit. <laughs> I think the Batman comes out that time, so I think I'll be that'll be a movie that I'm excited about. Is it called the Batman? Yeah, it's called the Batman. Mm. That's what they call him in the, these new movies. They call him the Batman. Mm. I call him El Batman. I don't know. Spanish. I think one of the movies I was most hyped about lately was Child's Play. I still haven't seen Spider Man yet. Is it really because you like children? That. No, it's because I like Chucky. <laughs> I want to fuck Chucky. <laughs> I haven't seen, I like that, like a vampire impression. Probably what? shouldn't watch it. It's gory. When you fuck Chucky and bite him with your vampire <laughs> teeth. Uh, Let's see what's coming out next year. You see I, the thing for that Dora the Explorer movie? No. It's, it looks so stupid. I have a great concept for a movie. I'm going to mm-hmm. buy you. I want you to tell me what you think. So there's a, a zombie outbreak, right? But the I'm already lost. But the zombie only out, way, the so only bad. way to stop the outbreak, is to bite the zombies and turn them back into humans. <laughs> but it's like a really gross bite. People are like, "I really don't want to do it." They're like, "This is your dead relative." <laughs> you have to bite your wife, John. <laughs> okay. I, yeah, that that I think that'd be a good comedy. There was a zombie comedy that just came out with Bill Murray and uh, Adam Driver. Really? Yeah, I didn't. I haven't seen it. What's it called? Uh, the uh, I think it's called like The Dead Don't Stay Dead or something like that. See, I haven't even heard it. There's so many movies I don't even get to hear about. There's a new movie coming out, like a horror comedy that's coming out in August called Ready or Not that I want to see. Here I come. You but, can't hide. But it's like a, a movie where this like lady's married into a family. 
and uh, like the la- what they have to do on the wedding night is like play a game because it's like a tradition or something, mm-hmm. and it's hide and seek. So she's playing hide and seek around the house, but they're all they're all trying to kill her because they're doing some kind of ritual. Oh, that's fun. So it's like a trap for her to be there so they can perform a ritual and kill her. And so she's like trying to hide everywhere around the house. It's like a a prequel to the movie Clue. Yes. <laughs> as soon as it ends, it turns into Clue. <laughs> All right, now who did it? <laughs> now who did it? <laughs> That'd be a great sequel for Clue. They just have somebody coming going, okay, now who did it? Just I would love... Just a house full of murderers. Was it you, Dave? <laughs> I would love to see a movie where, like, uh, like a a detective movie, like a whodunit. That's what I'm saying, a whodunit movie, where somebody's legit just irritated throughout the whole movie. Somebody, like, dies in the living room. Okay, now who did it? <laughs> Again with this shit. Like yeah. just a detective that hates his job. Yeah. <laughs> but you kind of get that with Hateful Eight with Samuel L. Jackson being like, all right, <laughs> come on. <laughs> Let's see. I'm trying to see what movies are coming out next year. The new Terminator movie looks like shit. There's another one? Jesus. But the sequel for The Shining looks really fucking cool. Hmm. Did you see the thing for the new Charlie's Angels? Does it have Jack Nicholson? No. It's no. like, it takes place like, it takes place like, way in the future like the kid's grown up now it's about him as adult as an adult they just had like a charlie's angels in like 2006 yeah this this new one looks like shit they, the main girl in it is uh the one from the girl from twilight oh gross yes yeah, so, and she's got like sh- uh, captain marvel's hair from avengers endgame oh even more gross so she's just got super short hair it's gonna be like a whole women empowerment movie maybe i don't know i'm i just i just know it's not gonna have my money they're rebooting black christmas which i think is a good idea See, I don't think black people should celebrate Christmas, but that's just my opinion. <laughs> it's not that at all. It's a <laughs> slasher movie with a dude that's like it's a dude that's dressed up as Santa. That's a slasher. Listen, it's really I'm not gonna wear movie. dreadlocks. <laughs> you don't celebrate Christmas, okay? <laughs> oh yes, yeah, Sonic the Hedgehog comes out next year. I saw they like remade his character just because everyone was like complaining. Yeah, well, it's justified though because it's like if you take take a look at that uh, that Pokemon movie that just came out, Detective Pikachu. Like, yep. look at the animation they nailed from that and made it look exactly like the Pokemon shit that people are into. Yeah, I won't watch it, but I heard it was really good. The the story, anima- was, I heard the animation. The animation's really good, but the and if they can perfect that animation, how the hell did they just pull off this cheap ass shit with this Sonic? Like, that's ridiculous. There's no excuse to have a Sonic look like that. It's understandable if you're not able to get like enough frames in mm-hmm. or maybe it's something to do with like maybe you can't do the fur so you have to like solid make them solid looking and all of that but really mm-hmm. that's really what you guys were going for that's ridiculous are you excited about the uh lion king or little mermaid reboot little i haven't heard anything about the little mermaid reboot but i haven't either uh, when's that supposed to come out because everyone's bitching about it and i haven't seen any type of I don't, I, are they even filming it right now i don't know i don't care <laughs> I don't know, the Lion, I don't know, at first when I was seeing the stuff for the Lion King, I was like, uh, maybe not, but now that I'm seeing, like, clips and stuff, like, uh, I'm actually really excited to see it. It's a really like, solid whenever cast. I get back from vacation, that's one of the first things I'm doing, is Kimmy and I are gonna do it. I'm excited, I think Timon and Pumbaa will be great. It was weird, have you seen that clip of Timon and Pumbaa? I haven't, I haven't seen any clips, I just... There's a clip where they're talking, like, when they meet, um, Simba, and you have to really, uh, get used to Timon. But I feel like even in the clip, once you get used to it, it's it's pretty good because Billy Eichner's playing Timon. Yeah, the guy with the half eye. Yeah, <laughs> he even has that when he's animated. Eye half closed. Yeah, he's funny though. He was on Parks and Rec. Yeah, he was. Always doing some crazy shit. 
Let's I'm gonna look see. Look up a Lion King trailer. Look up Lion King clip. Lion King clip. I don't know why they. I don't know why they're doing Ghostbusters three though. That's what one of the things from next year is Ghostbusters three. With the women. No, they're bringing back like the original story. Oh, thank God! So it's like it's like officially like <laughs> Ghostbusters three. I still won't watch it. The only thing they've announced is that Paul Rudd is in it. Mm. Uh, the Kingsman prequel. I think I, I think I'll see that. I haven't seen that one either. Godzilla versus King Kong actually looks pretty cool. Um, the New Mutants. That movie was supposed to be out like forever ago. Oh, what, did you watch the Dark Phoenix or whatever? No, hell, a lot hell of people. No. A lot of people bitched about it. I just saw the trailer and I saw bad news from the jump and I was like, I think Apocalypse was a good enough ending. Who so. would you cast as the next Wolverine? Tom Hardy. Oh, that'd be dope. I like that. I was right away Tom Hardy. Man. I was thinking he'd make a better Sabretooth. Tom Hardy is Sabretooth? Yeah. Yeah. He could do that. He could do both. Play himself. Play himself. Fight himself. Tom Hardy playing Tom Hardy. Actually, actually he has done that. Friend. He was that in that movie where he was twin brothers. Well, some are born really? to yeah, he played two characters at once. Others spend their lives he had to like jump back dark. and forth in the frame. What do you think about this? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think this. That's what uh, Begging for the girl scrap. from The Parent Trap, the redhead. Lindsay oh, Lohan, yeah. that's what she did. Did she really? I don't know. <laughs> but she was her own twin. In between Everything frames, she was smoking crack. <laughs> together in a delicate balance. Shut up, Mufasa. Trying to forward towards Mona While others search for what they I can take, a true king searches for what he can give. Bags, though. Is this ASMR? No. Lions. July 19th. Holy shit. Away, Five Simba. days. Yeah. I'm so out of loop with movies. <laughs> this comes out in five days. The monkey looks cool. I forgot who's playing Zazu. Zazu? Yeah. Um, I think it's... John Mulaney? Maybe. I'll look it up. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not John Mulaney. I knew who this it was. This is... <laughs> oh, it's the the guy from the... Take your... He was he was originally on The Daily Show, and he has his own show now. Oh, uh... The British dude. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Uh, He's a comic. John something. No, John. you're thinking of John Stewart. No, not John Stewart. No, his, his, his name, he doesn't have John in his name. But you're thinking of John Oliver then. John Oliver, yeah. Yeah. He's up. Okay, so Mona Pooba haven't even been in this bitch yet. Of life. Yeah, John Oliver says it. The music's so Eric Andre's in it. Oh, that was it? There's a clip where they find. Just look up Timon and Pooba clip. Eric Andre's in it. Yeah, I just saw that. He's playing uh, Simba. (laughs) (laughs) He just goes. Alright, Timon and Pumba, here we go. This is a four minute clip. I missed him! I'm gonna get one of those vultures one day. I'm gonna get one. Okay, the art's really impressive. I just feel like it would make me feel better. (gasps) Oh no, it's a little lion! That is not a lion. Well, then go check it out. What is that it? That is not a lion. It's a furry bird. It looks like a lion. Yeah, that's not a lion. Let me get a closer look. Excuse me. Oh, all right. Let me see what we're dealing with here. <laughs> it's a lion. Run for your life, I like how Timon sounds like an uppity gay guy. It gets bigger. That's what I'm saying. It's like... <laughs> like Where's my Gucci boots? <laughs> like, is it maybe John Mulaney should have done it? 
Wow, a lion! <laughs> I was walking down the plains, and then I saw a lion, a real-life lion. What a tall, sleepy child. <laughs> you can't keep burning the candle at both ends. <laughs> like I said, I think with that, the, what's his name, Billy Eichner doing Timon, it it's it's definitely it sounds weird from the jump, but even in that clip, I was like, oh, if you get used to it, it sounds just fine. Yeah, sounds all right. That's interesting. But it's weird though, casting choices. It's really hard to tell this early on when they do casting choices like that, whether or not it's going to be a good call. Because I was part of the people, I was part of the group of people that thought Ben Affleck was going to be the worst Batman ever, like worse than uh, George Clooney. I, I didn't think was, that was a bad movie. I thought he was going to just be horrible as Batman. He took a lot of roids. But now I think he's one of the best people to ever play Batman. Really? Yeah. Interesting. The best person is still Adam West, but... I only know Adam West from Family Guy. <laughs> but Adam West is my favorite, and then there's Michael Keaton. It's hard to top those two. But Ben Affleck is really good. I thought Ben Affleck was better than Christian Bale at being Batman. Interesting. That's who I was thinking. When I when I heard Seth Rogen's voice as Pumbaa, I was thinking it was Jeff Garland. Ah. They kind of sound the same. I thought you were going to say Christian Bale. No. <laughs> I'm Pumbaa. I'm, I'm Pumbaa. It's the circle of life. Oh, my God. I had to find this other audio clip. Sometimes justice is putting a coat over a child's shoulders. I'm about to kill all these fish. <laughs> I got to find this. Hang on. There's another clip of Zach Hadle where he's talking about this dude that, uh, um... Just a rich guy that would go visit um, kids in cancer hospitals dressed up as Batman and, mm -hmm. like, visit the kids. And then Zach Hadle was like, I think it'd be pretty cool if he was, like, uh, like if it was, like, Christian Bale Batman going to visit these kids. <laughs> I heard it is. Where are they? <laughs> Corey, shut up. Jeff, continue. Please. I'm not even There's sure. a wealthy man. He dresses up as Batman. He drives a black Lamborghini to the hospital. Oh. He has a lot of money and a lot of a lot of time, and he's bored. And he wants to make kids feel better. So it's he goes. Like, it's like his Batmobile. Yeah, yeah. We were just saying, like, I think it'd be pretty sweet if it was Doug Light Batman. Yeah. Where's the cancer? Where is it? It just says children and the kid. Where is it? <laughs> Where's the cancer? Where is it? That's funny. There's a South Park episode where they're making fun of Russell Crowe. He's like, <laughs> I'm going to fight cancer. <laughs> Where are, where's pussy-ass cancer? <laughs> and he just starts beating up cancer patients. Yo, man. Uh, what I think one of the dumbest jokes they made but still makes me laugh to this day is, uh, the, I ain't no gay fish. Because <laughs> Kanye, <laughs> Kanye West. West. Classic. We still got to do that episode for my podcast where we talk about South Park. We do. It's been a while since I've recorded. I feel bad for people that really want to listen to my show. Yeah, I just get, get together, bro. I just get really busy, and it's hard to make time to record yeah. for stuff like that. Especially since a lot of the stuff I want to jump into now is like solo episodes for a bit, so I can do much more of my like in depth stuff. And a lot of that stuff takes a while for me to do those episodes because I have to watch the movies that I'm talking about about at least three times, and I have to be taking notes the whole time Very and have a whole fuck. list. But like the movie I was going to do and I still have the notes semi ready for it was I was going to talk about the lobster and go over that one on my podcast because that one's really good. Have you seen that movie? Never even heard of it. Never even heard of it. I went to Red Lobster a couple weeks ago. <laughs> it's very much like a Twilight Zone, like Black Mirror kind of movie. And it's this movie where there's this new societal law where 
everybody has it's like an enforced law by the government that everybody has to be um paired up so it's like uh you have to have a you have to have a spouse pretty much you have to mm. have a spouse and then if you don't have one and you're classified classified as without a spouse you have to stay in this hotel with a bunch of other people that are also uh you know not classified with spouses and you have to find somebody that you like or somebody that you would classify with as a spouse within a certain time frame and if you don't and you stay at the to- hotel too long then they turn you into an animal and, oh, then beautiful. They, and then you get to like but then they're like it's a nice hotel and then they're like well if you if you don't make it through you get to decide what animal you want to be okay someone's told me about that movie before i think it was me <laughs> might have been but it's it's a really interesting and it's like a really dark world to go into and it's it's very much like a twilight zone approach where it's supposed to be like this big message about life mm-hmm. in general as they're telling this cool like dark dystopian world hell yeah and then another one I'm going to do probably right after that is I'm going to do one and just, I was going to call it like 2019 so far. And I was just going to do a, you know, reviewing all of the movies that I've seen this year so far, talking about what I think. Here's all the movies I've watched. You should do it in that voice. Here's all the movies <laughs> I've watched this year. You know, Toy Story was complete shit, okay? Like, I didn't even get it. How did the toys even go to the bathroom? Like, they never expect five. That's a great voice. You should definitely use that. Do it. Use that for an episode. This is like, I'm here with my cousin Dave. He wants to help me review this. Hey, what's up, Gabe? Thank you for having me. <laughs> what's up, Gabe? Thank you for having me. I get more and more unintelligible as I go along throughout the podcast. I'm like, what do you think, Dave? <laughs> wow, Dave, that's a little racist. I don't think you should say that. But <laughs> oh no, Dave's joking. <laughs> Stop blowing someone. <laughs> oh that's funny alright well I have to poop oh you do so we can wrap it up I've also got something to do it too as well alright it's 1234 ask you one more question alright let me think of a fun one what's the time think of a time let me read you're like that kid that's like have you ever (laughs) ever want to ever ever want something so bad ever just (laughs) What's the time that you can remember that you laughed the hardest? Oh boy, a time I remember I laughed the hardest. Um, I'm trying to think. Wasn't it like during a Nazi rally? <laughs> <laughs> I was watching Michael Vick footage and I was like, <laughs> Holocaust Museum, pull over. <laughs> I need a good laugh. <laughs> oh my god! I'll be like walking to the room. I just walk into the room with my girlfriend and be like, "Babe, you got to see this footage. It's hilarious." She's like, "What is it? It's an ISIS beheading." <laughs> oh man. Um. Jesus, I'm trying to remember. Yeah, it's a hard question. It, it is a hard question because it's like I I don't know like I I do laugh a lot. But it's hard to think about a time where you really, really laughed to like where you couldn't breathe from laughing so hard. Um, I laugh a lot at work, surprisingly, for as much as I dislike my job. I do laugh a lot at work. Look at all these logs. <laughs> What's the deal with all this lumber? Where do you need to put it? Do Mexicans hang out in front of Lowe's? Everyone that's uh that's a very weird thing for you to ask that question because I've seen you in front of Lowe's. 
Everyone talks about Home Depot, like, oh, the Mexicans wait at Home Depot for jobs. But I, you never hear Lowe's, you know? No, we got water hoses. <laughs> Get out of here! <laughs> Get out, scram! <laughs> Little did you hear? I'll get the broomstick. <laughs> I'm calling Trump. <laughs> no, we don't. We have like a nice big gated wall built around our garden <laughs> section. <laughs> oh, man. If you don't want to be in the cage, you go back home. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> You're like some like really angry, like... Ignorant, like, guy from the Bronx, apparently. <laughs> Told you to stay the fuck out of here. Get out of here. You know what? If you don't like the gates, you don't like the wall, I bet you get on the fuck out of here, all right? The jobs are ours. We've already got them. You we can't take got, them. We ain't got room for you. We ain't got room for you. <laughs> Why are you just complaining all the time? Get out of here. Stop sending your kids over here, man. <laughs> we don't want your goddamn kids. <laughs> We're running out of space. We gotta throw them in pet kettles over here. Get us a break. We don't have enough soccer teams. <laughs> what are we supposed to do? There's too many goddamn Taco Bells out here. <laughs> oh my god. No. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. I was about to say. I was about to make a joke. About this like inside joke I have with my coworkers, but I don't know if my coworkers are gonna be listening to this. Probably not. They don't know me. They don't know you, but that I posted on my Instagram that I was doing this, and they oh, follow nice. me on Instagram. So I don't, I don't know if I'd do it because then I'd have to worry about you know dropping names and all that because of inside jokes. But um, you can change the names. <laughs> I can change the names. Yeah, me and Barry. <laughs> me and Barry. Tom, I mean Barry. <laughs> me and Barry were at Ace Hardware. <laughs> me and Barry at Ace. Oh my god! I love how this was the last question, but we're just we're just pretty yeah, we just riff- yeah we're just riffing on just saying shit. Get the fuck out of here! <laughs> Get the fuck out of here! Why are all these Asians in this restaurant right now? <laughs> Y'all only do nails. <laughs> oh my god, that's funny. Racist New Yorkers. No, we got a guy that I work with that's from another department. That just uh, doesn't shut up about his truck, and just like just goes on and on and on about it. And we were making fun of how somebody had asked him a question about his engine, and he didn't. It was a very basic engine question. I forget what it was, and the guy just didn't answer it and just like moved forward. And I was like, <laughs> and one of the guys in the other departments was like, it was like, well, just be careful because if you just ask him about his truck, his only response is going to be like, my truck goes vroom vroom. <laughs> And That's so we hilarious. had a bit where it was just like we saw that the that same guy like parked his truck off the other day, like in the like a double parked. And we were like, let's just go talk to him and be like, yo, uh uh Tom, yo, Tom, you parked in the wrong spot. What? You parked in the wrong spot, your truck over there. And somebody's like, No, we shouldn't say truck. My truck goes vroom vroom. That's funny. That's the time you laugh the hardest. That's the last time I laughed really, really hard. Terrible fucking story. I'm just kidding, that was cool. I like it. <laughs> I like it. Terrible right. fucking human being. We'll it's like a Donald Trump compliment. You're a great guy. I love what you're doing. You're a great person. Great personality. Love you, but you're also a piece of shit person. I hate every. I hate just looking at you. You're fired. You're out of here. Yes. And we'll end it with that Trump impression, right? Yeah. Say uh, goodbye and suck my dick in Trump's voice, and we'll wrap it up. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, America. I'd love to invite you all to just... Suck on my big, very big, news has confirmed this, big, big cock. Good night, everyone.